Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. We're on the road again. And we are joined here uh, in the Sterling Pig in beautiful Media, Pennsylvania, a fantastic bar. And if you're wondering if you get some background noise or why we're sent a little bit farther away from the mic, we're uh, upstairs at a beautiful bar, the Sterling Pig in Media, with one of our favorite lead singers to one of our favorite bands of all time, Joe Rio, from Hidden in Plain View. Thank you very much for joining us, Joe. No problem. What's going on? Oh, gosh. It is uh, it's a fantastic day. The day after Christmas is when we're recording this, 1226. So in the past three days, I got tickets to... NXT. I got uh, you got a foot massager. I got a thing foot massager your... no. and an interview with one of my favorite lead singers of all time. It's been a great weekend. <laughs> this is this is his Christmas. He he wasn't even caring about Christmas Day. Believe me, you are his number one fan. Um, look, I'm just I'm just happy to be here. I feel like Christmas started on Friday night. Yeah. Um, I'm tired. I'm. I'm holiday hungover i'll just put it like that well it doesn't stop us from grabbing a couple flights uh here at the beautiful sterling pig why not so we're we're here we're having a couple drinks it's it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon what kind of beers do you normally drink at 12 o'clock in the afternoon yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, uh i I don't know you know i'll drink anything as long as it's good Mm. um it's a good answer. Last <laughs> night, no, like last night, I had a, I, I came across this really special recipe. Uh, it's like a holiday ale from in Aust- from Austria. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Sami Schloss. It's just basically, you know, Saint Nicholas is the direct translation, um, and it's like a fourteen percent, oh, huge kind wow. of huge ale. And but when you taste it, it's just like the most delicious, yeah. sweet tasting. You know, I'm not. I don't have to be an IPA guy. Like I do, like a good IPA. But as long as it's clean, as long as it doesn't taste like garbage. I mean, I don't know. Craft used to mean good. Now I don't think it necessarily means good. Well, so now you have to be careful. There's so many different brewers that have so many different kinds of beer. It's just like you know, you don't. What's good? What's bad? You know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a, into like the the mix-ups. I don't. I'm not so much into like the fruity extra stuff. Mm. I kind of like a good purist when it comes to beer i was uh, i was always stayed away from the the ipa myself I actually like the belgian whites anything belgian white there I'm you good. go anything i don't care yeah. what it is uh blue moon obviously the most popular yeah. that we kind of familiarize ourselves with but me i'm a new belgian fat tire kind of guy okay yeah love new That's belgium great beer. i remember the first time i had that beer yeah. anything new belgium makes anything evil genius makes i love evil mm-hmm. genius um not even just because the names are very hipster the ma wears the meatloaf and all that stuff but uh <laughs> just you know, my wife's probably laughing right now because she knows I'm not a huge drinker. Um, probably once a month, maybe twice a month, um, and I drink a lot of wine as opposed to beer. But when I come out and I have beer, it's when like I turn the switch. And when I'm starting to drink it, that's when I'll drink it. I'm not. I tell myself I don't like beer that much until I go out and I start drinking it and I have a good time. So. Yeah, as he's drinking beer. Mm-hmm. You, uh, I saw a picture on your Instagram where you do a homebrew. Yeah, I. Um, <laughs> he says it reluctantly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's weird because you know I feel like when I started home brewing was kind of people were curious about it, and now everybody knows somebody who home brews, and they're like, oh, so you know you got. And there's like, com- did you remember that commercial not too long ago? I don't remember what it was for, but there was like a guy's like, I was like a football commercial, and they're over his house, and he's like handing them his bratwurst beer. It's got like a sausage in it, like <laughs> you know, it's like here, it's like my home brew. It's like it's got bratwurst in it. It's like, so it's got this, I feel like, this nerdy kind of reputation where people are like, uh, so, you know, what delicious, awful things have you brewed? <laughs> um, I, I, look, I started brewing in like two, 2009, um, and I kind of just 
collected stuff and mm-hmm. information as I went on. And uh, I don't know. I like to brew. Uh, what, was the, what was the question? What do I brew? No, it's just you have a home oh. brew. Like, yeah, Emmy, what do I you do. I, I, have an, I have a pretty good little setup. I brew about like, you know, the standard about five or six gallons. Um, I have some recipes I go to. I enter like homebrew competitions in the Philly suburbs and the Philly cool. city area. Um, I won third place on an IPA once. There you go. That's, that's awesome. my that's, that's my really cool. my my most <laughs> high on the fridge standard. It's like a pretty good little ribbon. Yeah. Uh, my daughter was the uh, the assistant brewer on that one. So I, <laughs> that's really uh, that's really hey, cool. Keep it in the family. That's Father awesome. daughter that's awesome. How old's your daughter? She's like, seven now. So you got father daughter moment. Seven year old brewing beer. Yeah, with dad. That's a cool moment. So I, I brew that one a lot. Screw soccer I brew a practice. Lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm not taking you to soccer. We're gonna brew beer today. No cheerleading beer. Right? <laughs> yeah, cheer, yeah, that's a good one. We have like. I think a lot of the homebrew craze for a lot of folks came in like 2013, 2014, around when Hank from Breaking Bad did it. Oh, I was so excited when I saw that. <laughs> exactly. I told I was you. I so excited when I saw it. I told you. It. And it was pretty legit. Like, he mm-hmm. had the right gear. Yes. And, I mean, it was because it's like little <laughs> the things bottles about, were exploding. It's little things about that show that make that show so great. Yeah. And that's one of them. The little details that he had in his homebrew and that similar feedback that other people have given was he actually had a legit setup. It wasn't just he does it. Yeah. He actually had, like, a freaking uh, manufacturing line going down, doing it the right way and it's that show had so many things going for it and so many little nods that uh were weren't fictionalized yeah and, and it, it I, I know a lot of people that said i want to try it because hank did it and yeah, i think yeah. you know hank doesn't make it to the end of that show so if you do <laughs> homebrew warning. you're gonna get shot in the desert in the head by a, by a madman so i don't know uh, but you said you have a homebrew um do you do you more just distribute that to friends, or how? Do yeah, you- it's for me and for my friends. Um, I was starting to tell you guys about it a little bit earlier, but yeah, oh, yeah but like, so when I started in two thousand nine, you know, you bottle, you bottle everything that you make. So if you're making five gallons, it's like uh, about two cases, maybe a little more. Um, imagine my cleaning 48, 52, you know, 52 <laughs> bottles of beer. So now with a, we know you what his daughter did. Everything, that, that's a pain. yeah, that's a pain. And you fill each one, and you yeah. cap each one, and every, you know. So it's a fun hobby. It's a time-consuming hobby. But then I found that, wow, okay, there's kegging systems. Yeah. So now instead of cleaning 52 different things, cleaning one keg, I you know, dump it all in there. I turn up the CO2 so it mixes and starts to carbonate. And then I, I built a kegerator. I watched a YouTube video, and I built a kegerator. Um, <laughs> it's, always how, it's always how it happens. And, uh, and it, now it look like just, these down here? In the freaking brewery room that we're in? No. And those fermenters, right, I have, like, glass carboys, like a, like a glass jug. I have a five-gallon one and a six-and-a-half-gallon one. I use a six-and-a-half-gallon one more just to leave some headspace because sometimes when that thing starts fermenting, it'll, like, spill yeah. out and spill over, and that's no good. Is it too early now to put in an order? <laughs> I've got – I should have brought some. I don't know what I was thinking. That's, it's all I right. wasn't thinking because, like I said, it's holiday hungover. <laughs> it's, um, early, it's early. But uh, yeah, no, it is. it's every, the only batch I bottle at all anymore is my seasonal Christmas homebrew, and mm. I like make it, decorate it up, give yeah. it to people for Christmas. Have you ever heard of Iron Hill Brewery? Yeah, there's one right over here, immediate. Oh yeah, dope. Yeah. Wow, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. I got a gift card to that, and we're <laughs> so my brother for Christmas got me tickets to a theater in Media. I don't know what the theater's called. It's right. Yep. It's right, right there. there. Beauty and the Beast is yeah, going to be there. We're going to be there. Are you going? Yeah. He got us tickets. January 13th or 14th. I can't remember. 13th. I'll see it before you. Okay. I've seen it like four or five years ago. It was really good. And 
they also got us tickets, or not tickets, a gift card to Iron Hill Brewery. And they said, oh, there's one in media. I said, I'm going to media on Tuesday. That's crazy. And for some reason, it didn't even connect. Uh, <laughs> this great. little but town is fun. I like this I, little we town. We were driving yeah. through it. We've never been here before. It's gorgeous. It kind of reminds me of a Maniunk that I want to actually be in. Okay. That's that kind of what it reminds without me of. Without the bad neighborhood. Without the, yeah, without, yeah. Well, without like the 21-year-old kind of vibe everywhere. Like I'm kind of over that now. And driving through, it's just a, it looks like a nice, quiet town. That you should you, see it at night with the Christmas lights up. That they really sounds do. sounds awesome. Yeah. And like, it's got Christmas the trolley night. coming through the center of the street. I don't know if That's you noticed good. that, but no. the trolley goes through the center, like on the double yellow. Mm. So if the trolley's coming at you, yeah. you got to like really get as far over as you can because that cool. thing comes like, I don't know, inches from your car. <laughs> really make, make driving kind of yeah. interesting. That's yeah, cool. It's a good thing I have those mirrors that like fold in on the <laughs> side of my car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fishtown has that too. Fishtown <laughs> not as quite as nice as media. We drove through it and it was like, I, you know, you have visions of like raising a family. I don't want to get too sappy or whatever but I was driving through I love that kind of scenery though this is yeah. like my kind of place seems like a quiet town seems like a good place to raise a family like I'm all about that now I'm in Horsham another fantastic place yeah um, so I'm not like discontent or anything but yeah. uh, I and one of my questions here is what inspired you to get into starting the music and, and we'll talk about that but I need to know what actually inspired you to start getting to a homebrew though honestly it was yeah. when the band ended like mm-hmm. the band ended like when Hidden Plain of You first broke up it was like 2007 and I guess I really picked up brewing around the end of 2008, beginning of 2009. Um, I wasn't going to start another band. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to. Um, just that's a tough thing to do. Um, and I needed, like, a creative outlet. So I liked, I found brewing. I liked beer. Um, brewing's this cool thing because, I mean, really, like, you have the science of it where you have to follow, you know, the recipe the rules, the do's and the don'ts, or you're just not going to extract your sugars that will ferment and all the nerdy stuff. But really, I mean, it comes down to an art too. Like you, certain things you twist, certain things you try, certain things you come up that are yeah. just like a clever idea. Um, it was fun. It was like a good creative outlook. And then you have the gear from it too. So yeah. like, because I didn't play guitar in Hidden and Playing View, so I didn't get to ever like geek out on the gear yeah. like some of the other guys were doing. And like, um, I had my mic and my mic stand. Um, <laughs> well, at least you saved money in really the equipment sweet department. SM58 here, guys. Check it out. Um, <laughs> yeah, it worked well in the van. <laughs> you can't plug it in. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so I got to geek out on like the gear and stuff, yeah. and then yeah. You know, I've always envisioned it. My dad played in a band uh, growing up. They were signed to a label, and I always said that I wanted to follow in his footsteps. So I self-taught myself at 12 years old how to play, and I can't sing. And the only thing holding me back from doing it further was the fact that I just cannot sing. Um, but what is it like? I've always wondered what's it like to be in a van, touring, driving, however far you did, either cross country or half half the country, just in the van with your bandmates. What I don't, I'm not asking for specific stories. Just what's that feeling like as you're kind of uh, doing? It's like a, it's a bubble. Yeah. It's a bubble world. Mm-hmm. And I think anyone who tours knows what I mean when I say that, or have said that before. Um, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's awesome in a million ways. But when you get out of the van and you go to the truck stop or wherever it is, you don't feel like you're in reality. Mm. Yeah. You're like, you kind of feel weirdly like uh, unique. It's just, it's cool. Um, it's exhausting. I don't think I could do it now. Mm-hmm. My age, like at 37, I don't think I could do the two-month tour. You know what I mean? Just dreading them long-hour drives. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, there was always the drive from like, uh, like Denver to Kansas. It was like, there's the, the old, from Denver, if you're coming east, it was Lawrence, Kansas. Mm-hmm. And that's like in seven or eight hours, maybe nine hours. So it's like, yeah. 
And maybe you tried to do it where you did it on an off day, but on the off days, really what you wanted to do was you wanted to check in the hotel and not do anything. Just sleep, <laughs> yeah. You want to move. I believe it. Um, and we always, if, if it was our agent who, who it's just funny I say that because she's my wife now. Um, <laughs> I, I see, I see if my sweetheart that. were <laughs> routing the tour at the time, um, <laughs> she, she uh, she would always give us Mondays off. That was it, Mondays. She gave us Mondays off. Sounds like now, like married life, honey. You have Monday off. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, I mean, if for me, I don't know. I didn't last six days straight in a row. Yeah, it yeah. was hard. My voice hurt. I got yeah, cry- I yeah. I, felt, I got sick. I got you know. Yeah, I felt that way planning a wedding because I only got married three months ago. And congratulations. Thank you. Cheers. And thank you. And we. Um, <laughs> We, we had so much to do, and when you had that one day where nothing was on the schedule, that was the day where you sat around and watched whatever on Netflix for, you know, ca- caught up on Stranger Things, mm-hmm. or whatever you wanted to do that day. And uh, it's funny, too. We interviewed last Monday, the 18th, uh, we got to interview Jonathan Sheck. He was the leader of that thing. He did uh, play Jimmy in that thing you do, and he did Jonah Hex in DC Legends of Tomorrow. He's in a new movie coming out. And... Uh, Somebody asked me at work, how the hell did you land Jonathan Sheck? And I said, I emailed his wife. (laughs) (laughs) We just just start asking people's wives now. That's it. So so the the actual story is um, on his Instagram, on his contact me piece of it, is um, his wife's email. And he's, I think it's, I can't can't say for sure, but I imagine it's his agent Mm -hmm. or his manager is his wife too. So when you said that about your wife, that actually just reminded me, oh yeah, that's... I didn't email your wife to get you on the show. No. <laughs> I just reached out to you directly. No, my wife is awesome, and, yeah. and she's um, what she does, I totally, totally admire. I couldn't do it. I have to be way too organized. I mean, what I do, I guess, is pretty pretty organized, but not the way she does it, man. No way. She is business savy. I don't know. I just made – are women – women are smarter than men. They really are. Can oh, we just we've heard that? it here. Can man. we just I won't, I won't, that? I won't argue that one. Yeah, they are be- – they're just better than us. I thought <laughs> – my wife and I got into a little bit of an argument on Christmas Eve, and I won't get into what it was, but I thought I had it won. Wrong. <laughs> That's how that wrong right there is where I you was. messed up. How wrong I was. I thought I had it ready. I knew what she was going to say. I had a comeback, and then she had the comeback, and I said, you know what? You're, I'm wrong. You're right, and I'm sorry. And then we went to bed. you got to watch out, though, sometimes when you're arguing, because uh, I don't know. I don't want to sound, sound like I'm generalizing here. This might just be a lighthearted joke, <laughs> but, like, you know. You, you you think you made your point right, <laughs> and then there's like that left that left hook that yeah, just takes it yeah. right off the the topic to the slight left or to the slight right, and then you you take the bait, don't you? <laughs> you go and you say something stupid. Maybe you raise your voice. Maybe you curse. It's just gotcha. I got you. Now you're wrong. No, you uh, yep. you cursed. Yep. Yeah, no, no, and then just this takes back. down another path. You just gotta like when you make your point, you just gotta go whoop, and I'm, I'm done. Don't say another thing. And just write it out. <laughs> just write it out. So we'll we'll get started. <laughs> okay, I guess we could. We'll get started into get started. Yeah, what what everybody wants to hear about <laughs> is is the band. Uh, so for yourself, when and how did you actually first fall in love with music? Good question. I don't even think I can remember. Um, I think it, I always loved music. And it sounds, I don't know, it sounds silly, but I go back to like third grade when I had that music teacher, you know what okay. I mean? Um, she said, you should play the, you know, Joey, you should play the trumpet. And uh, I played the trumpet and sang and, you know, I always loved it. Um, 
always loved listening to music. It always made me feel happy. You know, yeah. It was something I would go to do besides, like, you know, other things. So I don't know, man. I, way back, way way back. I guess it's just always been there. Yeah, I, you had mentioned third grade. That's actually the year I, the only year I played in the school band was in third grade. <laughs> really? I played this. I played the snare drum. There you go, guys. That did not last very long. I played in the Christmas concert and then gave it up. Yeah, I, I I remember Miss Leonetti was our music teacher and oh, kind of she'd it. always basically like pick a person like okay you the trumpet something here you go to the drums piano and I just I somehow just. Step back. I never got into like instrument wise, but I obviously always loved music. But. Sam and I went to grade school together. We went to high school together. We practically went to college together because you helped me move. Yeah. Every single semester I was in college, he helped me move in and out. His and apartments, t- my right? dorms, everything. This guy was there to help me. So then That's after I graduated, yeah, dude, one of the best. No, yeah. twenty one, twenty two years. Someone helped you move a lot. And, and then, and then when pain. my, and then when my <laughs> wife and I moved into our first apartment, he helped us. And we moved out into our house that we're in now. He helped us. Nice. Yeah. So come on, Chubbs, you better listen here. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. Oh, Ryan, Ryan, he doesn't do moving. Uh, love you, pal. So what inspires you to actually get into music full time is your profession, is your career, as your passion that you've done it for for so long. Um, I always, I think I always wanted to do it. Well, when I say always, I guess starting in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny cause, cause Rob and I were, we went to high school together. Um, and uh, I remember, like, I think it was junior year. He's like, "Hey, Joe, uh, you know me, me and Mike, which is my friend Mike Bell. He's like, um, we, we want you to want you to sing and sing for us. We're gonna do a show in the in the we're gonna do a song in the variety show. And uh, like the song was "You Got to Hide Your Love Away" by uh, the Beatles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, why, why did you guys pick me? Well, you're always like, you're always walking around singing all the time, and I'm like, I am. Like, <laughs> no, I didn't even realize. Like, I didn't, even, you know. Yeah. So I was like, okay, guys, cool. So it kind of met up at Bob's house. We rehearsed that song. Um, we ended up playing like a completely different song. Um, but from there, we joined like a punk ska band, Rob and I, mm-hmm. and then we did that for like a year and a half. And then when that ended, we started Hidden in Plain View. So I mean, it all kind of was from there on. And when when Hidden started, it was kind of. You know, I was always doing the local Jersey show thing. Um, and if I caught, like, a national band coming through or a touring band coming through, I was lucky. But there was there was a show, um, and it, believe it or not, was Newfound Glory, that I'm watching, I'm watching Jordan, and they were, they were just killing it. They were just killing it. And I'm thinking to myself, actually, wow, I think I could do that, like, that part of it. Because at that point, I really just played trumpet in a ska band, like a punk ska <laughs> yeah. band. But I realized, like, that would be... That's what I want to do. Like, so I owe I kind of owe a lot to him for making it just kind of seem so tangible. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of where I started grabbing influences and understanding how, like, I want you know maybe I want to sound like this. I don't know if you heard like Hidden's first first EP ever mm-hmm. before the DIY. The yeah, yeah, find yeah. like we really didn't know yeah. where we were pulling our we, like what we were going to be or what we wanted to be like, but we recorded this thing yeah. and we put it out. And it was very NFG influenced, right? Um, I got a lot so of nothing like, gold can stay off. Of yeah, that. so like, uh, I guess, I guess it goes back to probably that show or, or something like that, where I just felt like I, I can actually imagine myself doing that. Yeah. Now, do you still remember the the ska band's name that you first started? Oh yeah, yeah. you want it? Yeah, it, of course. You want it right now? Yeah, <laughs> eight, over eight over par. par. Yeah, eight over par. Okay, cool. <laughs> I didn't want to spoil it. Um, I you knew that. Wow. Oh yeah. I, I told you that's your number one fan right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge lying. fan. I am. I'm a huge fan. I think a lot of the story that you just told us 
kind of comes out in the song Bendy. Um, okay, yeah. And that's uh, that's the first song I heard off Resolution. And that was you released that record post breakup, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah. So I remember, and, and Sam will laugh because I always have these weird memories of exactly where I was, exactly the first time I heard something, and. The first time I heard that song, I was going over a bridge. I got a speeding ticket. That's the reason I remember that. Oh, wow. I was going 52 and a 25. Oh, going over the bridge, going into Sea Island City, New Jersey. Um, and uh, I heard Bendy. And when you are from an area, wherever that area may be, and you hear your city, your town, or your just area in a song, you gravitate towards that. Valencia did that well with a no. song about they had the Philly skyline makes me feel home, and I forget what song it was. And you feel like, okay. Like that's my yeah. area. Mm-hmm. So when you hear a little town in North Jersey in that in the first in the first or second verse of that mm-hmm. song, you're like, all right, I can picture that. I yeah. can picture yeah. why he wrote that. Now, did you write all the lyrics for it? No. As a matter of fact, yeah, no. I I. So you're didn't singing. Any, some, so you're singing yeah, someone else's lyrics. Singing Rob's lyrics. So Rob does. So you guys actually not. Sh- I don't say shared vocals. Yeah. But you did. You just well, it, and it's just like the, it goes back to the way he and I always did things. Mm-hmm. Um, now you guys he's went to phenomenal. Right. Like that guy is unreal. And part of when I but earlier when I said I didn't I want didn't want to start another band, it was kind of because I just like knew I wouldn't have what I had with Bob. Mm-hmm. Do you know what okay. I mean? Like um yeah, his talent and his, you know, creativity and everything, but just the way we gelled, um and even when we had that huge hiatus and got back together, it you know, just was like natural again so he can write some of the best lyrics that i have ever read let alone had a chance to sing right um and he would always come to me first with whatever it was he wrote and show me give me the ideas and paint the picture and uh, you know i would usually always be very you know enthusiastic about it and so i I don't as the only problem we ever really had with is that sometimes he just wrote songs you know in too high of a key that were really tough for me to <laughs> sing like yeah. sing we, every day and something yeah, like that yeah like so like even on the last EP we did on the Animal EP No Way Out it's just way out of my range like yeah I can do it in the studio but don't ask me to do that live man what are you serious <laughs> <laughs> said a little note to fans guys I cannot perform what? this song live <laughs> we tried it and we rehearsed it and then and then we just stopped and looked at each other he goes let's stop writing songs that we can't sing anymore it's like okay <laughs> But he he writes all the lyrics. I mean, and, and uh, you have a little influence, though. I'd assume well, I mean, if you want to like, if the tug influ- at a heartstring. Sure, um, but where my influence really comes in is when he's he's looking for criticism. You yeah. know, when he brings it to me, or actually behind the microphone, where we're like, let's just let's just change it and make it sound like this because it's flowing easier, or yeah. it sounds better, or it's you know. Um, but yeah, otherwise, like, and our best songs weren't, you know. I, I always think our best songs were when the idea came from Rob and then the song was shaped as a whole band, like at band practice. Yeah. Um, and then once the song was shaped, he would go back and just like scribble out all these all these lyrics, sit in front of his, his rig and record just out scratch out, vocals right? and yeah, and then hand it over to me. And it's funny because I just gave my very first guitar from when I was like, I don't know, 13 or 14. I gave it to my nephew for Christmas this year mm-hmm. who wants to play oh, guitar. That's awesome. So I gave him, yeah, I sent him a little practice amp. And I'm going through the soft case and I pull out a lyric sheet for Michael's Creek, which is the last song on that Find EP, mm-hmm. that DIY mm-hmm. Find EP. 
Bob's, Bob's lyric sheet, okay? Wow. His handwriting that he gave to me to memorize, and I, t- I took a picture, I sent it to him. Like, is he, That's awesome. It doesn't change. Like, we're still, <laughs> like, we still do it the same way. Um, it, it, it's always so awesome to hear, like, uh, different bands <laughs> or different members of how they write songs, their process. It, it's it, it's and everyone's process is usually always different. It's always good. Like usually the lead singer nine out of ten times writes their own songs. It's always good to hear like other band members contributing or or even writing the lyrics. And to add on to that, from what I think I heard, Jordan doesn't write the lyrics for NFG. No, Chad does. Right? Yeah. So it's it's, it's, it's it's interesting when you yeah. I, I asked Danny about this because Danny from the audition we had him on last month. He is now a a songwriter in Nashville. He no longer really performs for himself. He does it for mm-hmm. other folks, um, mostly in the style of country music. And I said, "What's it like to so to like write something and have somebody else sing your lyrics, sing your songs?" Because you know when I write songs or when I do what I do, and I'm sure when you and Bob came together for your process. You each had a take on it. Maybe when Bob is writing something, it comes across this way, and then you read it, interpret it a different way. Yeah, that was yeah. the beautiful thing about it. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. There, there has to be something there that, you know. And it's funny because um, when when we're recording and he's recording me, mm-hmm. um, he can tell when I'm not connected to the lyric. Okay. Um, it's really he's really you know, and he's grown up, and we've all grown up, but. Even since those days when he was awesome back then, now he's gone on and he's built his own studio, which he just moved, and he's now in Sparta, New Jersey. Um, so he, he's a pro, and, I mean, he, he knows what he's doing. Um, when I'm behind the mic, he's like, Joe, he's like, it just sounds like you're doing this karaoke. It's like it doesn't sound like you're connecting with what I was talking, what I told you. It's like, he's like, think about it. It's like, just take a break. Let's take a break. Think about it. Draw it. Connect to it. And... A lot of times that happens naturally, but there was times when, you know, it was like, right, I have it in my head, what it sounded like, what I know I want it to sound like, but I'm not thinking about what it should feel like. And he would remind me that I got to connect to it. So great point. I mean, like, yeah, we've had that dynamic huge. I think the inverse of that, too, though, is also how certain instruments sound and how you would want them to sound. You said you played trumpet in a punk ska band. Um, You said you just kind of picked up singing. Just that's how it happened did you ever have any urge to want to play any other instruments maybe even in hidden and playing yeah i did i just wasn't ever good enough i just was never good enough of a guitar player um i think i could now but i'm just too used to being free on the stage yeah. you know i'm used to my role as it is um plus i just don't think that like our set ever really allows itself for anything extra mm-hmm. i always feel like it's better just when we we have it stripped down to the formula that it is you know mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, good question. Oh, it smells never really that good. And I <laughs> like you're pointing that out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not editing that, ladies and gentlemen. That's the <laughs> what about the first show you guys ever played at Sydney in Plainview? Do you remember that? Yes. Um, I got in a car accident on the way. Uh, I'm sorry to ask that. Uh, you knew that like question was coming. After day after or the day before my my birthday, um, and our drummer at the time, Derek. Um, was in front of me and I rear-ended him and it sucked. <laughs> At least it was someone oh, you knew though. Are we and I got a ticket for it. Uh, it's like <laughs> you can laugh. I'm smiling. Laugh. <laughs> um, I, I got a ticket for it. It was at Wayne Firehouse in Stan- in uh, Stanton, New Jersey. No, um, in Wayne, New Jersey. And I don't know if you, if anyone here who's listening has ever seen a show at Wayne Firehouse, but back in the day, those were legendary shows. Mm. Um, I've never been. Never been. So you know Gabe Sporta, right? Mm-hmm. Midtown. Mm-hmm. His brother Ricky. Um, used to put on shows, and his, you know, his production company was uh, Bombshell, mm-hmm. Bombshell, Re- Bombshell uh, 
productions. And, um, yeah, Bombshell. Anyway, um, he used to do shows at Wayne Firehouse. In fact, the NFG show I was telling you about was his show. You mm-hmm. know, um, so we used to go every weekend. There was, like, great shows. You were either going to Wayne Firehouse or you were going to Bordentown or you were going to Manville or you were going to Boundbrook. I mean, there were all these great shows. Um, so... We were going to Wayne Firehouse. We were playing Wayne Firehouse, and um, I think Random Task was on the show. Outline was on the show. We only had five songs, so we played, like, five songs and got off. Um, it was really awkward. It was really <laughs> fun. It was really cool. Um, we were excited just to be playing Wayne Firehouse. Yeah. Now, did you have any problems of, like, just, like, being in front of the crowd just, like, to sing for the first time as, uh, as a band? Not really, because, like, you're playing on the floor. It just was a firehouse okay. show. Um, you know, and the people who were there to see us were kind of our friends. So it was, like, you know, the old old school DIY way of yeah. doing things, which is the way we did it for a little while after that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's how we got to meet the guys in early November and starting line and June Spirit. and I remember June Spirit. Like there was another South, band yeah. named June, and then yeah, the June, June Spirit, right. and I had always got, and then there was the Junior Varsity, right. and I always could, would get them mixed up at my ripe age of seventeen at the time. And so we would, we had a friend who was doing a show in North Jersey, and they were having a show in South Jersey. Oh, don't look down too, and don't they would down. be like, you know, we would just trade shows back and forth. Don't so look we would down, go down to playing South a show and, coming up with Vent. Don't look. Serge is playing in Vent, oh, and I Don't Look Down is playing with them. Oh, cool! That's awesome. They asked us to go out there. I think it's in. It's at Eugene's. Do you ever play yeah, Eugene's? Yes. It's at Eugene's. Apparently, that's like a. I didn't even know that Eugene's was still yeah, standing. Apparently, it is. I'd never heard of the place. Yeah, I'd done not. research. Okay, and then so we played a show at Eugene's one time. I don't know if I can remember the lineup exactly, but it was the June Spirit starting line. It was the early November, the early version of the early November, because the June Spirit in early November, I think, had just kind of. Sp- lit ways mm-hmm. like Ace was left to go start the end of November um, Don't Look Down played that show oh, gosh there were so many other bands on that show there were like eight bands on that show it was awesome sounds an awesome lineup it was crazy yeah. how good that show was packed ridiculous Hidden in Plain View one of and I, and I mentioned it before the show that I think I know how that band name became a band name how the, the origins of the band name but how did the name hidden in plain view come about that's so boring i've such a boring <laughs> uh, uh, let's see such i'll, a I'll be honest I'll, I'll keep it honest if i'm wrong i'm wrong all right here it goes does it involve a grocery store yeah all right i worked at ShopRite. <laughs> yes i um, knew it <clears throat> lady's like was like excuse me can you help me find paper towels and i'm like it's right there. She goes, oh, hidden in plain view. I was like, oh, that was cool. You know, and it was like the time when we were like, it's just starting. So I'm going to Chris's house after work for band practice, and I take the name with me, and I'm thinking, guys, we're going to name our first album hidden in plain view, yep. or we're going to name yeah. a song hidden in plain view, and then we're like, you know, let's just name the band hidden in plain view. So because we didn't have a band name really, yeah. we had this working name that we knew we were never going to actually call the band that. Mm. But um, what was it? Come it's on. even worse. He's Come like, on. no, no. You don't have to answer it. You don't have to I had nothing to do with <laughs> you this don't have name. To answer. I had you don't nothing have to, to do with this name. I'm putting it out there. This was all Chris Amato. Okay? <laughs> Chris Amato. I haven't heard that name in a long this time. This is all Chris. Since the drive-thru DVDs. And, uh, and, and Kenny. Chris and Kenny at the time. Well, Kenny was our guitar player at the time. Jersey Nonsense. 
So anyway, yeah, so, uh, no, 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 no. You, you, so you what was the next question? You, def- <laughs> you definitely did the, the, the better move with, with hidden in plain view. It was kind of funny because oh, it had. To he's going to tell the same it story I'm about to tell. But before, this is going to bring it all full circle. Okay, like before, like because we always listen to podcasts, we always like it, and eventually we got the conversation. Let's start a podcast, blah blah blah. So we, you know, we have lists of you know topics <clears> to do. So he hits one of his topics where, dude, we just do. How about you know. We podcast and we know things like as like like a, a random topic. And I was like, dude, no, that's our that's our podcast. And just just funny that you said something like that. Like it just kind of the way it came to be. I know you, I'm a I'm a giant shopping shopping guy. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, we were in a giant food store and I texted him. I said we should do a podcast. And uh, I did radio. I studied radio in college. I love it. And and Sam and I have had always very passionate discussions around things that we agree and disagree on so so let's just put that out in the air like how cool would it be to argue on iTunes and uh, yeah I I said oh let's think of segments before we even came up with the name let's think of segments and one of them was we podcast and other things off of the Game of Thrones reference Mm. do you watch Game of Thrones yeah so there was pretty pretty big on Game of Thrones in season 5 Tyrion Lannister says I'm a Lannister I drink and and I know things things. so that's where we got it from and uh he said that's got to be the name as soon as I read it I was like dude that's our name I didn't get the reference and now I love it Yeah. Seventy. This is our 75th episode, so 75 <coughs> episodes later. It's kind of funny. My nephew, uh, yesterday, actually, for Christmas, got me a shirt. Just, that's the, the, um, their symbol. Yeah. For, and it says, I drink and I know things. Yep. He's like, I thought it was, I had to get it for you. I was like, all right, perfect. For our first episode ever, Sam brought over a We Podcast and We Know Things mug that our buddy made for us before we yeah. ever even went on the air. And I still have that mug in my office at work. There you go. It's the coolest feeling yeah. when people, my, uh, my uncle, uh, shout out to Uncle Pat, who's probably hearing this right now, said... On Christmas Eve, he brings me a present, and he takes me outside. It's snowing, and he takes me outside two days ago, and he says, I got this just for you. It's not from your aunt. It's not from Tyler. It's just from me to you, not for your wife. Open it up, and it says a T-shirt, and it says, I don't just play video games. I speed run them, and in my hobby, I like to speed run video games. I like to beat them as fast as possible. And I'm like, how do you know that I do this? Yeah. He's like, I love your effing podcast. Like, I listen to it, and I was like... That is the, that's a better Christmas present than the that's T-shirt because awesome. we just re, we really appreciate like everybody that takes a second to listen to it. So uh, anyway, outside of we, we named a lot of bands throughout this this interview so far, but what are some of the favorite bands you've toured with? Uh, man, and so that's that's kind of like a two part question, right? Because what sure it could be an eight part bands question. that like I really liked touring with that I was a huge fan of uh-huh. or ones that like I just had the most fun with well how about both yeah both <laughs> sound good to me I mean it's up to you you got a time limit here I don't know it's so probably alright so one of my hmm, wow I had some really great times touring with Dearly in November I mean we toured with them a lot so it just kind of became very second nature to be with them um, and Serge and I were pretty good buddies for a long time especially like touring buddies so there was a tour we did with them, Count the Stars, and Fall Out Boy back in the day. I think that was 03. I was there. Um, that was that's, awesome. That's the, I, that you asked me before when we got the, the shirt. First time I see you. That's I don't know if I got the shirt there. That's the first time I saw you. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the show that I was trying to think <clears> of. It wasn't was fun. That, <laughs> I remember that because the first time I saw it early in November was 2002. And I've seen them 35 times since. Wow. It's a lot. I have a tattoo right here of them. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, this is... This is not kissing in butt or anything like that. Um, when you guys did your reunion tour a couple years ago, you would come out with a poster with this really cool hand-drawn guy with like a kind I'm of so a I'm so glad you're asking me about this. I don't think anybody ever put this together. Go ahead. Keep so, going. So hold on. Uh, yeah. I love that yeah. so much that I put it on the internet on Facebook and I put, should I get this tattooed on my leg? And a lot of people said, yeah. what is that? That's so cool. So I take it to my tattoo artist. 
the only guy I'll go to, and he loves the same type of music. So we're just kind of talking about it. He's like, that's such a cool poster. It's such good art. Where does it come from? And he's holding – is it a balloon or is it flowers? I can't remember, but he's holding something. He's holding a flower. He's holding a flower. A, a rose. A it's a rose. It's a str- like strung yeah. up to be a balloon, yeah. but at the top it's, it's a balloon. It's a rose. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rose. And he said, what if I – when he has his arm behind his back, what if I added a knife to the tip of it? Like what if I added a knife tip? And I said – I'm pretty authentic. Like, I have a Flyers tattoo. I didn't do anything to it. It's yeah. just a logo. I have a Harry Callis tattoo from the Phillies. It's just the logo. I have a Dejan Tendu tattoo. I'm like, it's just the logo. I don't want to mess with it. So I never ended up moving forward with it. But it's on – if I went through my post, it's there that I was definitely considering getting that. I still remember him telling me about, like, sending me a picture. What do you think? This might be my the, next tattoo. Like, it's So do you know what that is? No. All right. The so poster's this still hanging in my parents' cooler, house. Or I might ruin it for you. Well, I'll take the head. So it was the like 10-year anniversary of Life and Dreaming. Yes, yeah, so, so that's, that was it's the, tour. the boy on the cover of Life, Life and Dreaming, but in just Japan. older, and yeah, oh, that's awesome. Ten years older. I didn't pick that up. That's and awesome. Because that yeah. in Life and Dreaming, he's pretty far away, and it's tough to. That's really that's that's awesome. Yeah. That, can, that, that, of course, that adds to it. That's yeah. awesome. Don't be surprised. That's drawn. his next tattoo. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, drawn. now I'm gonna go get it. <laughs> I'll shoot you a message with <laughs> with me yeah. in the studio, just like ah, get it on my thigh or whatever. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. That is really cool. So you were actually talking about some of the they're the bands you had a lot of fun with. So oh was, yeah, so that tour was great, and then I mean we did like the drive-through invasion tour in the UK with them. That was great. Those all those tours were fun in the UK. Um, Midtown was a really fun time. We did a tour with Midtown in the UK, and then came right back to the United States and met up with Matchbook Romance and Midtown, and did a run with them, and that was a ton yeah. of fun. Um, did a tour once something corporate and the academy is oh that's a dream and that was really fun because we were really good buds with academy is andrew mcmahon from something corporate was such a nice guy and we had met him for the first time when we recorded life and dreaming because mm-hmm. um, we recorded with the same producer he was recording with and they were good buds and he came over and he even played some piano on life and dreaming um so he was just a awesome dude on the first night of that tour it's us in the academy is kind of hanging out in the backstage area and um we were poor and we didn't like have anything to drink or anything and, and then just out of nowhere comes andrew with like a big bottle of like whiskey and oh, like, okay everybody <laughs> and he just starts passing it around and just talking to us like that's you awesome. know and it was he he really made that great too and those shows were massive and they were fun. Uh, man, geez, let me think. We did a Less Than Jake tour, which was really fun for me. Saw them at the skate park. Um, the yellow card. I got to hang out with those guys. And then one, a couple of nights in a row, Chris's voice were go, was going. Mm-hmm. And so like, they called me up on the bus, and they're like, Joe, you were wondering if you wanted to come out and like sing some songs with Roger. Because, you know, Chris's voice is hurting real bad. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> okay. Of course, of course. I ended up only, only singing one, but there's a video of it on YouTube. Nice. I sing Automatic with Les and Jake. It's I probably one of my highlights of my entire awesome. career. That was a lot of fun. Um, we saw Less Than Jake at a skate park in the Philadelphia Mall with Yellow Card, where they did their show on top of the vert ramp. What? Yeah. yeah. And then Yellow Card threw out skate decks with Yellow we were, Card. We were on. like, what, eighth grade? We were... Not, not much after yeah, eighth grade, maybe <laughs> freshman in high school. I was not allowed to go to shows in eighth grade. That was that was crazy. That was like the first we, one. Quinn, Quinn and I yeah, were hanging out outside of the mall after that show, and I don't remember the drummer's name from Yellow Card, but he came up and he had two girls on his arms, and he walked by us, and Quinn and I were like, <laughs> and he said something I can't repeat on the air. I'll tell you after <laughs> we're done. <laughs> I'll tell you after oh, we're hilarious. done. It was that. That's a cool. 
what about so what about bands you love today? I mean, uh, you know, that was what 10, 10 plus, 12 yeah. plus, 15 plus years ago. What about now? What do you love now? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, what is He's going to go through his iTunes. Yeah, what does my iTunes suggest <laughs> while, while as, you're my, doing that, as my favorites? While you're doing that, Sam and I recently saw the Academy is when they did their 10-year reunion for Almost Here. Oh, and yeah, I went to that show. Oh, it's the truck? Yeah, yeah we were there. there. Yeah, we were there. We loved it. Yeah. I just wanted to see those dudes and hanging and out with Siski the whole night. And that, that's, I'm pretty sure it's Greg's favorite. It's also my favorite album. So to hear it's them play favorite, that in yeah. its entirety was their was, best album. It I just was brought like chills to me star. watching them. I had seen them play that set so many times. Uh-huh. Um, and, Memories. Uh, yeah, they just, they were great. They, they killed were, it. Yeah, the, the show was, I, I wish I have, they did it again. <laughs> I have a, a story that I'll tell you again off air of a uh, of the Academy is from 2004 and 2005. And yes, those dates are correct. <laughs> I know <laughs> I know that because I still have the ticket yeah. stuff. Um, but as you go through that, I guess. Okay, so here, oh, we, here go. we go. Here we go. Here's what iTunes suggests is, is what I listen to. It's pretty, it's pretty, let's see how it is. Okay. Johnny Cash. <laughs> All right. Okay. The Jealous Sound. Lifetime, Alkaline Trio, Rival Schools, Elliot, The Jealous Sound Again, Sunny, Sunny Day Real Estate, Jimmy Eat World, The Jazz June, Hidden in Plain View. Oh, wow. that, that came up on my that came up on my suggested. That's funny. Um, this band I do love, Youth Group. Um, I do truly love that band. Uh, Concrete Blonde, New Order, Fugazi, The Gaslight Anthem, Against Me, okay. Bouncing Souls, Beatles. Uh, saves the day. Joe Strummer, David Bowie. There you go. Okay, actually, that's it's pretty that's good. Yeah, that's actually pretty on. Sam and I were at our, my house. Uh, he came over and we drove up here, and uh, I got my wife one of those Echo Dots. It was like yeah, Alexa things. Alexa. And so I said, Alexa, play Hidden in Plain View. And Ashes Ashes came on. Nice. And I was like, Hell yeah! I haven't like, tried that yet. Oh, you got yeah, it. it Dude, uh, so how about this one? Yesterday when we were testing it out. <clears throat> Um, I'm super geeked out about this interview. Yes, that's a little <laughs> I'm unprofessional of me to say it, but whatever. I'm super geeked out about this opportunity to me talk too. to you. And uh, when we were doing it, Alexa apparently can read you Wikipedia stuff. So I said, Alexa, Wikipedia hidden in plain view. And she goes, hidden in plain view, a, a rock band from northern New Jersey. I was like, stop. I don't want to know anything more. But like, it started yeah. reading me your Wikipedia page, which wow. was really cool. Yeah. So if you ever want to be... Like, you know, people say, I Google myself sometimes, but they don't ever admit it. Alexa yourself. <laughs> I guarantee you'll get some good <laughs> something. You'll get some good that, stuff. Awesome. So I only ever really seen, I think it was The Office, right? I only ever really saw one episode of it, but was it The Office? I've, I only watched a couple yeah, of It's the one where it's like Googling yourself back. doesn't really mean Googling yourself. It means like... Yeah, yeah, something yeah. much dirtier. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, like if you ever want to Google yourself, just Alexa yourself. Oh, just, just Alexa yourself. Oh, like, man, that sounds no. really, really Craig. The I don't know. Is, you really, the Office is coming back. They're reviving it. Oh, well. no, Steve Carell, but they're they're reviving yeah. the Office. That's again the nerdy stuff we go through. So, what was it like to be a part of? You know, <laughs> there's this aura. There's this aura from fans of I'm 29, Sam's 28 of people our age that were into this music, the Philadelphia, New Jersey, New York rock scene just kicks ass first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Incredibly, not underrated, just incredibly proficient. It's a fantastic, I'm putting in this air quotes, scene to be a part of. What was it like to be on Drive Through Records in the early, mid-2000s, their heyday? As that was a, a cult classic yeah. label. That is a huge following to this day. You know, it's tough. Um... It was weird. It was different for us because um, we always kind of consider ourselves among that the end of that kind of that first wave of drive-through bands. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of people still never saw us as a drive-through band. Um, 
which I didn't really care about either way. I loved the scene that I had come from in New Jersey, which were a lot of these bands all that were being picked up by drive through and other labels and, and touring. And it was more just the scene than the drive through scene. I always felt like really cool. We got to go out there. We got to hang out with them. We got to see the, the offices. Um, and we got treated really well, can, you know, compared to a lot of other bands and other labels um, because of the success the label was having. But, um, you know, there was like a lot of kind of, I think that this is really hard to tell people who are fans because there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes that was not easy to walk away from or swallow. That kind of, you know, when you look back on it, you're like, ah, eh, it wasn't as cool and great as you thought it was at the time. Hmm. And um, you, I mean, it was because it was so much fun, but there, I guess it was a, a little faker. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not as real is what I'm trying to say. Is a, so you have some sore, some sore feelings towards some of those things, and you wish you might have known better. And, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. and what might have you have done had yeah. you have known more? But, um, yeah, it was a really awesome time to be at shows, to be going to shows, to know people. It's not like that anymore, man. It's really not yeah. like that anymore. And you could count we on could, people. Yeah. You could, you know, you could be throwing a show. You could get a band on. If somebody fell off, there was somebody ready to jump on. Bands worked hard. Um, bands weren't afraid to go out and starve and, and tour relentlessly. Um, Social media has a lot to do with that. Or just the age of the internet has a lot to do with that. Which is funny for us. Like, we're really kind of like a funny um, experiment in that whole thing. Because when we reunited in 2013, we realized quickly that we never had a Facebook. We never had a Twitter. We never had an Insta, whatever. We didn't have any socials except for MySpace. Mm -hmm. So we started one. Um, bands that were at our status in 2006, 2007 have like thousands and thousands yeah. of followers. We had like 2,000. Mm-hmm. Because who has checked the internet for or Facebook for hidden in plain view in the last seven years? No one, right? No one uh, I, I'm, You're just being modest. I'm yeah. sure there was plenty of people that looked. In 2013, you know. I, I did an acoustic cover of 20 Below, and I put it on YouTube, and I tweeted it to you guys, and you retweeted it. So ah, somebody out there. That was me, probably. So somebody, you. Because I am the Twitter guy. I'm the, I'm the one on Twitter. Well, there you go. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Four years ago, you retweeted me there my cover of 20 Below Acoustic. Uh, it's, and it's funny because all we see of that is on the fan side. Yeah. We right. have the drive-through DVDs. Right. We have the shows. And we agree. We go to shows now, and yeah, we're 30, but so it's a different vibe. I don't go to be in the pit anymore in the middle. I don't like getting hit in the I back like, of the head yeah, anymore. There are some shows I will do that. Sure. Like, absolutely. I will crowd surf for an Alkaline Trio show. I will do that. We will do. I will oh. do that for, for some <laughs> shows too. But um, it's funny because that's all we see is the side that is painted as positive and, and all don't that. Don't let me ruin it for you. No, it's no, not ruined. It's, it's not, not ruined. It really was awesome. It really was special. People were there working hard. Um, I have a lot of people at drive through, especially the office, that I still truly adore and love. Owe them a lot, um, and they know who they are. But uh, it was, you know, it was weird. It was strange, you know. Especially, I think the time I dwell on it more was the res- resolution years when we were recording and writing resolution. Um, it was really hard just to work with drive through at that point, mm. and um, we were we wanted to keep going we want we wanted to keep pushing and we were getting just misfed information um being a mature adult that i am now i think i would have been quicker to kind of identify what was going on but as a kid like i said before in that bubble world where like you know 
because even that was ten years ago. That was about two thousand seven, because that's when resolution. Was coming yes, out. but we record. See, now we recorded. Uh, I guess the summer was. I guess at two thousand six or was it two thousand five? Well, uh, I don't know. No, you bro- it was two thousand six. You announced, recorded. I believe, your hiatus or your breakup in January of oh seven, and then released it in June or July. Yeah, resolution. That's right. So it was almost six months later. So yeah, it came out an a, 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 actually a year after yeah. we recorded it. Which was not a great experience. Yeah. Like you, that whole recording okay. of that so album how, was really tough. So it came out, and and I guess do you look back on that and say, hey, maybe we should have had more time with this, yeah. or did it? We come had out? plenty of time. We had plenty of money. It was the mis, uh, I guess, just the misunderstandings. The communication sure. was really bad between the label and us, our, uh, between each other. Um, things were just kind of being said indirectly. So people had time to kind of like sit back and overdwell on things that really didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. But we thought, you know, stuff was being done or said or really it just was um, what really should have just had happened was we should have just kicked everyone out. And Bob and I should have just, you know, talked it over, talked yeah. it over everything and just had some time in the studio alone and then bring everybody back because mm-hmm. um like a lot of what shaped those songs was when you know the band did their job and then it was Bob over the over the the console doing his magic and me there being a part of it in whichever way I was being a part of it um but so yeah I mean the drive through era though I mean hey who wouldn't want to see those bands come back together and do like a crazy show or a crazy sure. tour like I would be the first one buying um, tickets yeah, talk about like it it would be amazing yeah. and I and and it's funny cuz I I even wonder. I'm like, would they, would they even ask him to play you? I wonder if they would. Like, there's a lot of bands out there. Well, there's also Rushmore. So they have some. Ba- they have some bands on Rushmore, like Houston Calls, yeah. Genoa, yeah. those guys. But yes, of course they would ask him. Would they? They would just. Would you have an eight band bill? I mean, could you really have an eight band bill? Yes. Would we? You know? the, the, hold on. You guys did Pinelands, didn't you? A couple yeah. years ago. Think about that. The year before that, Pinelands was almost non-existent Pinelands was the first year they did Pinelands was 2015 Jukebox the Ghost Hidden in Plainview I'm sorry uh, The Early November and Vacation Hello Vacation was there yeah. Hello Goodbye headlined it with, oh, okay. with The Early November um, so you had a lot you had a lot of bands from uh, um, Young Statues was there I was just thinking like though how many how many drive through bands are still playing Early November right Starting, Starting Line does their yearly Christmas right. shows at Sayerville. Newfound Glory. Newfound Glory. No something corporate, but Andrew still does something right. corporate stuff. He came around. Maybe Finch would probably do it. Uh, we'll talk offline. Okay. I don't know about Finch anymore. Oh. Uh, we'll, we'll talk. Uh, I don't want to throw anything out there now. Right. Uh, I don't want to speculate. I know. It, For all those listeners out there. <laughs> this is juicy stuff. I'm going to know when you're they, not. They put it. No, they made it pretty public that, that, oh. that that's not a thing. Uh, okay. Did, did you hear the Census Fails still, still doing stuff? So there you go. Yeah, they're just coming out with a new record. Yeah. Um, did you hear about the new project? Um, oh, uh, yeah. Speak the Truth, even yeah, if your yeah. voice shakes. Yeah, it's, I heard a song. It was pretty cool. It's, all, it's, all, it's good. I liked yeah, it. We, we reviewed the record on our podcast. It's it's good. I have it on my iPhone. Um, it's It's... Finch with Buddy, right? And, and uh, I'm trying to think of other bands. Houston Calls had broken up right around the same time you guys did. Midtown's obviously Alistair. Alistair uh, could do it. Alistair could they probably still do play it. shows. Do they really? I Home, think so. Does Homegrown still play shows? I don't know. Yeah, Homegrown was. I mean, that that seemed funny. And again, I'm you know I'm looking back. 
we have the drive-through DVDs to look back on these things, and I still have my originals that I had when I was a kid. They're in my house now, immortalized on the left of my television. <laughs> and uh, you look at drive-through number two, and it was Shaman's Witch's Magic was the was the uh, video you guys held in there. Mm-hmm. You had the making of, and then on the third, you had Bleed for You, uh, the behind the scenes on the video of that. What was it like? You know, I guess what do you remember most about those DVDs? Either watching them back I or honestly being a part of them. I remember the first one. I think I saw the second one once and just felt really uncomfortable seeing myself on the DVD. Um, I didn't even know there was a three. And a four. And a four. And a four. <laughs> the, four the four has a lot of Dave Malilo. Does, he still does music. You remember Dave? No. Uh, I mean, Dave, I do remember him, but I yeah, didn't. Dave actually played bass in Cute is What We Aim For for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, that was a lot of the fourth one. We, we don't look back and say let's watch the fourth one it's usually the second one we go to and then the first one because the first one had an interview with census fail in someone's basement uh maybe dan's basement when they were like 16 that was the moment that they become became like huge yeah that dvd i feel like was what threw them over the hump it was like the youtube of its day where people were like oh wow they're you know this is something special we get to like see and touch and be a part of Mm -hmm. and they loved it. I feel like people loved that part of that DVD that was huge for them. Yep. We had – so the interview I was talking about that we did on Saturday with the movie director, <clears throat> Nigel Bach, Sam has never seen those films. So we were listening to that interview on the way up. I, I wanted Sam to hear that interview, and he said, I want to watch this film now. Shout out to our buddy Mike Forward who would watch th- – Sam, myself, and Mike would always watch those DVDs. It was come over Greg's, sit in the basement, skateboard for a few hours, go watch the drive through DVDs. That's, that was our day. <laughs> summer winter fall doesn't matter and and mike and i would sit back and we would say like damn so sam too we would listen to census fail for the first time we listened to 187 in sam's basement and would run back and forth to each other and and headbutt and mosh pit and all that stuff and that's what we remember from those dvds and now we look back on it now when we're almost 30 and we're like to go back just to go back to watch those again i feel like i'm a kid again i feel like this is this was the era that we grew up with. My dad listens to you know the stuff he listened to growing up. I still listen to the stuff I listened to growing up, and, and as I never I want that to go away. I never want that era to go away, and that's what I think those DVDs did for somebody like us who were fans of that immortalized, I guess a time, a, a, a space in time, a time period I that can we can just, never. I forget. can see it that way. Yeah. I guess because I was in the, one of the bands, I just, I don't know, didn't I didn't see it in the same. I I knew what stuff we had on it, but um. I never really sat and watched it. Well, you, you lived it. You don't want to have to go back and rewatch yeah, I mean, it. Right? Yeah. Well, it's like a wedding video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got mine the other day, so I haven't watched it. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what about – so what about – there was a Counting Crows tribute record. Oh, yeah. And you guys got to do Mr. Jones, which yeah. is arguably their most popular song. Well, we picked it, and so, nobody had picked it yet. How the, wow. I need to know that story. How, how the heck did you guys it? get that song? This, and you say no one's going to pick Hidden in Plain View for a drive-thru reunion. So, get out but of nobody town. picked that song. And I mean, I, I, Maybe it was I'm a the huge Counting Crows fan, and I was at the time. So I was like, guys, we should really do this. This would be really cool. There was other songs I wanted to do. Now, Houston Calls did one of the songs I was th- I wanted to do, which... Mm-hmm. Um, no, the name we'll, of it's. We'll Stephanie. record it in an hour. I'll edit it in. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's okay. Eggman. Oh, right. Is it? Um, 
If only we had smartphones to Google the name of the song. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I'll Google it while you're talking. And uh, so Mr. Jones was there. I was like, guys, we, just, we should just really do Mr. Jones. Yeah. And I don't know. I just I, One of the reasons why I always loved Counting Crows is because I always loved their vocals. Yeah. Just loved the vocals. And, I, and so it was a song I was very familiar with. I sang a lot to myself. Um, it was easy to do. And we recorded that in Bob's basement before he had his studio. It was like he had a small little setup down there and we recorded it in his parents basement Einstein on the beach Einstein on the beach Eggman yeah well good done. old smartphones <laughs> yeah <laughs> I wanted to do that one I wanted to do some slower songs I really was thinking about recovering the satellites but how would we adapt that mm. one mm. that's That'd a be really great song that would though. be really interesting um, but you your, see your vocal range fits really well in there with yeah, Mr. Yeah. Jones I, with Mr. Jones, I was lucky. I was fortunate for that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it does. I agree. Really well. it's, it's, and I really, I it was love a natural the cover. lyrics. So I and and with, like that recording that I remember was really easy for me. I just kind of kept because I kept getting tired as I was singing it. But if you you know if you listen to that song, sounds like Adam's vocals are getting tired. He's very oh, and breathy and back and dynamic and pushing back and forth. And so I just really kind of wanted to capture something along yeah. the lines of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and sound like I was into it, yeah. which I was. Sure. Um, so that was a fun cover, though. I do love. I still love to listen to that cover. I do wish it had a little bit better of a sonic sound. Okay. At certain times, like there's um, there's something I would change, but I won't tell you what it is. <laughs> uh, I don't want you to run. What a tease! <laughs> but uh, you know, it was like I said though. I mean, like Rob didn't even have a studio really set up yet. He had his rig down there that we recorded kind of demos on. And we recorded that there. Um, we also recorded our Christmas song there too. Did you ever hear? Our oh Christmas my song? gosh! Yeah. I forgot oh. about it. Yeah, I a totally. Christmas song. I love that Christmas song. I've, I I do. Hold on. Let me see if I have it. I might have it. Oh god! Oh, I have to listen to that immediately. I have. To we hear. have two versions of it. Which one did you sing? Oh no, I don't have it. Damn it! <clears throat> I don't have. iTunes it. probably no. has it. No. What's up? iTunes. I'm sure iTunes yeah. has yeah. it. I don't have you it. Have to have that. It was also on the. Um, you ever see the movie Ice Harvest? It's a John Cusack movie. Billy Bob Thornton. It's on that oh, soundtrack. I'm that I haven't That's seen really cool. the, that Yeah, movie. I was really pumped. It's like John Cusack. That's awesome. Billy Bob Thornton. My songs on it. <laughs> our songs on that. It's awesome. No, how, have but other movies contact you about your music? I was always something I was never wondering. contacted no. us. Contacted Drive Through. Mm, right. Yeah, and that was the only movie that you know of that when your songs made it. Yeah, we had a poster in Alpha Dog. Did you ever see I that? just watched Alpha yeah, Dog. I yeah, I see that movie. And it's like on the it's on the posters. Posters are like it's the self titled EP poster. Oh yeah, a little yellow, little yeah. Yellow. Oh yeah, I love that. It's in the awesome. background, dude. I, I would have guessed like the OC in like Adam Brody's room <laughs> where he had right? Death Cab posters would have had a hidden Plainview poster. That's what I look for. Like when I watched those shows, sadly, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was with a girl. Uh, that's what I would look for. Is like band posters. I saw like Michael. Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World had a, a bunch of musical really? uh, things in the background. So you guys you guys had, had uh, gone, we'll call it a hiatus because you did eventually kind of reunite there. Um, back in 07, you come back in, what was it, 2013? Mm-hmm. I think it was 13. And you did a show at the TLA. Ace opened up acoustic for you. I'm going to let Sam tell you the story. Yeah. He has probably been holding this in for a long time. I will deny one piece of it because no. we talked about it in the car. You son of a you-know-what. Don't do it. Every word I say is, is the absolute truth. And, and you okay. have, I have not told you a story yet. You have to hear it. This is this my... This could be about a number of things. No, no, this no. This is my interpretation. This is a good story. This is my interpretation of that show. So obviously, you know, Greg's your number one fan, and he, he loves your music. As soon as you... that. 
Cheers. Cheers. That the reunion was happening. Obviously, I, I love her on November 8th. The thing was, I can make a mess. He opened up solo. Yeah. So once that happened, tickets, he bought them immediately. We go. Ace was great, of course. You guys come on. He's jumping around, singing every song, loving it. I, I was having a great time. And then you, you go out, you come back, you do your, your encore. And... <laughs> And you guys show. were wearing all white. Yeah, you were wearing all white. You were wearing all white. Yeah, I was wearing all white. So show gets over. <laughs> it's great time. And, we're, and you know when, when, when you, you're about to cry or, or as you're crying, you have that cry face like yeah. that? So I, I look at Greg as we're walking out. We're and he walking just out. has this. I mean, I, I look over and I see tears coming down. And awesome. he's like. It was such a great. Just, I'm just emotional right now, and I just I, I deny that line. I deny I, that line. I will go to my grave that he said you that. You can't to me. be emotional, man. I was super. But I mean, super that awesome. just goes to show how big of a fan he was of your music, and, st- and still awesome is. Story. I mean, tears were crying. I just I put my arm around. It was a great show, man. He was just walking back. Like, it was. Dude, probably, I was feeling the same way on yeah, that night, man. I, you you held it in better than I did. Oh, I I don't deny. It. I don't know. Photo from that night of me on stage. I am smiling. Like yeah. ear to ear, which I'm like, okay, I didn't take any serious that. photos. Yeah. I didn't. Ta- yeah. I was just having such a great yeah. time. I was so happy to be on stage again. Like yeah. it was great. The place was absolutely packed, yeah. and we're right in the middle. And here's my side of the story. And uh, and we all yearn for nostalgia in some sort of way, uh-huh. whether it be in media or just in life. Um, and and when that show is over, you know, as it's going. You get caught up in moments. And when I was leaving, I was sad that it was over. That's just how it was. I was sad that it was over. I knew that that was one of, if not the last times. I'd only seen you one other time after that. And I was at the truck upstairs for your uh, Life and Dreaming tenure. And um, actually, you were kind enough to post for a picture there with me, so I appreciate it. But um, I was walking out, and I looked over at Sam, and he's not lying. I definitely was had cry face, if you will. And I was just so pent up with just emotion, knowing that that was the first time I had seen you in a long long time like almost 10 years and it was probably going to be one of the last and i looked over and said dude i just don't know i don't know what to say i don't know what to do. i'm gonna see these guys again you i know, might not see these true. guys again and it hit me that you know yeah. all of this all of the things that we do and and you know i look back at it even now four years later we're sitting at a bar with you doing an interview and it's crazy that like that happened and i look back on it and i say yeah whatever i'm a man i cried at a show isn't that the best thing? that's why we do shows that's yeah. why this is thing exists yeah. though i mean mm-hmm. it's like yeah, yeah. you're you, doing your this, music had that much of an influence on people yeah, we're really doing did. this because it's special that was always my favorite thing people always ask me this question you know what did you like doing more recording or playing shows love recording um i also hate recording mm-hmm. yeah, but um Playing shows, man, that connection I mean, to the kid in the front row, which I just said. Nah, or it's okay. like, you know, just getting down and in front of the kids and the faces and they're wanting to connect to you. Yeah. And all you have to do is just accept their invitation. Yeah. Um, and same way, kind of like reversed, like, here's my invitation. Accept our show. Accept us. We want to connect with you. And when that happens, it's magical. It's yeah. the best thing. And what I was going to ask, basically, what you just kind of answered, it was like, just what's the feeling when you look and you see the crowd and everyone's just screaming and singing, like hearing the lyrics? Like, what's, yeah, what's that euphoria. like? Do you hear it's them? Euphoria. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it can, is. Can you hear us? Can you hear, us? Yes. can you hear us singing? Well, now, I mean, like, once we finally figured out, you know, what in-ears are like, um, <laughs> I, actually, I actually kind of need to, to have one out. So I can hear. Um, I almost like hearing the noise off the room a little bit better or mixed in. A lot of folks throw theirs out. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's just it, to have the, the noise of the room a little bit better. Um, yeah. 
It's awesome. Yeah. It's really an amazing. And in that show, um, it was Rob's idea to open and close with Garden Statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we played Garden Statement. It's like, my favorite from song. The intro so I can hear it. It was awesome. To the end of the, I guess the end of the second chorus, right before the bridge kind of builds up, and then we just went into our the rest of our set. And then at the end of Bleed for You, which was our last song, <clears throat> like we just kind of slowly started yeah. building back into the ending of Garden Statement, yeah. um, which just, I wasn't sure it was going to work, but it worked yeah, it so well. well. Yeah. It was so good. Um, so, yeah, so that show was fun. That show was great. And, um, and we look back on that show, and I still remember it. Now, you told me uh, offline a couple weeks ago that people in the band still give you crap yeah. for wearing all white. <laughs> so what was the I inspiration? Just didn't they I need to know. What was the inspiration? Had, you know, here's the thing, okay? <laughs> like Put you're yourself awakening. in my shoes. <laughs> you know, you, you get these – you're trying to like – you're the front man, okay? Yeah. So you feel some sort of responsibility, <laughs> all right? You've got, you've got some sort of – different job yeah. that no one else has in the yeah. band yeah. okay so there's that and then <laughs> trying to get creative and you're thinking and you're like it's gonna be my first show back and i haven't done this in a long time and you're second second guessing everything you needed a statement <laughs> um a i put it all on right i yeah. put all my white on my white garb and and they're like joe what what do you what <laughs> you can't wear that it's like guys i'm wearing this i don't have like another pair of pants like i'm, I'm wearing this um that's so awesome. now to this day, like they'll send me like a photo of, or like on the group chat, they'll um we got like a band group chat. They'll <laughs> send me like a, a photo of like boys to men all wearing oh, white God. or like you know Backstreet just, Boys or yeah like somebody that. like that yeah like or I think Backstreet Boys somebody for a in record their, cover like that in their Sunday's best all white you oh. know I don't know I mean and you know, I know what you're talking about thank you guys. did you get your so confirmation like four you, years ago already. did you get your confirmation or baptism after that show I <laughs> right think that's like the, like, look it was a t-shirt and white pants it was, right? it and was. I had to, I, do you no, still have fine. them do you still have the white maybe, pants maybe maybe <laughs> you know I wore those white pants the first time to like a wedding in Greece so they, they worked yeah, really sure. great there sure, sure. Um, but uh, not so good on your reunion show like with the white T-shirt, I thought it was good. Cool. No, no, you're fine. Hey, you made a statement. You know, yeah, you, you know what it was. I, lo- I, fi- I liked it personally. I don't care what anyone says. I liked it, right? But when I realized that it was a mistake, was when all the photos from mm. people that came yep. back, and I'm like this glowing orb in every single photo mm-hmm. because I'm wearing yeah, white, flash, right? Yeah. yeah. Flash, yeah. And so ev- there weren't that many good photos of me from that show. So now I was like, all right. So I, maybe maybe you choice. have to do the show over again. Yeah. I didn't tell yeah, you this one, but I have a friend from college who saw photos of, that I was posting on Facebook and, and whatever of that show. And he commented on one of the photos. <laughs> Gina, uh, yeah. I don't know what's louder. His pants are the music. <laughs> <laughs> See? Awesome. That's the yeah. responsibility I have to I have. To, I have. As a singer, right? You gotta remember the show. You're exact, he remembers me now. Yeah, he remembers right. me for those pants. I did my job, arguably. I'm a successful frontman. That's right. <laughs> so the warp tour, the, the, the warp tour, the warp tour is going through its final iteration this summer in its current form. It's going away. Oh, uh, good point. We like to ask everybody we have on the show what some are thoughts, memories that you have of the warp tour. Mm. I have such ground. I have grand one for you memories. too. I have a story. Um. So when you're very when your very first day on Warp Tour, um, to the middle to the end, it is just eye opening everywhere you walk. Um, you understand the production of it. 
um, and you understand what it's like to pick up everything and move it 300 miles or wherever and do it again and again and again and again and the community it takes and um, you quickly realize the people who are there to be successful or there's people there to to take more than they give and like it's just really it's rock and roll 101 can I say it like that I mean like um, every band should do it every band should try it I wouldn't recommend doing the whole thing I guess they only have one more chance now but um, on a van and a trailer because that's just brutal but um, no look I've played with some of my favorite bands I met and ate showered in a stall next to some of my favorite bands mm-hmm. um, Spencer walked in on the uh, on the singer of of the Refuse because the uh, International Noise Conspiracy was on the tour by accident we were just taking showers and dudes in there and no one knew he was in there and he got like a full frontal of poor guy naked I mean like these are the crazy things that happen. Where, where am I right now? Um, shows were great. We were on on our first year. We had we were on the Smart Punk stage with um, from first to last. Um, Under Oath, Under Oath played before us every single oh, wow. day. Okay, so that's their, awesome in itself, right there. Yeah, kind of, because their show was <laughs> awesome yeah, yeah. every yeah. single day. But they had, they had to push you guys to get when you <laughs> and guys they went did. on there. Good and that's that's right. Um, and we had great shows on there too. But uh, it was awesome. It yeah. just was awesome. Um, like I said, meeting Kevin, um, learning what it's like to to work with him. Um, He's still somebody in the music industry that I just have a tremendous amount of respect for um, as a person and as a, as a professional. Um, he's taught me a lot. And not and when I say he's taught me a lot, he didn't, like, take me under his wing and be like, you know, Joe, you should really. No, I, I made a decision and he responded or I made a mistake and he held me to my responsibility. And I appreciate that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he never – judged me as a bad person if I made a mistake with him just taught me a lot yeah. about how to act and how to be a pers- a good person and on the road in this industry where it's really not very forgiving mm-hmm. um, so yeah so for the Warp Tour look I get why he's got to do it I get why he's got to do what he's got to do yeah. he's got my full support in anything he does I mean if there were ever anything I could do for Kevin I would do it um because yeah, the warp tour is the warp tour, and you know what's gonna, you know what's really gonna suck, is when people realize it's gone. Yeah. When people really realize that it's gone and things really change. Because we were saying before, you know, it's not the way it used to be. The drive-through days, mm-hmm. the, the vagrant days, all those, all those bands touring on different tours together. Um, when warp tour is gone, you won't see it anymore. No. So you don't think there would be another? I think know, the scene no. will be completely gone. It's already gone yeah. when you think about, like, the national touring side of things. You never see a package, really, of great bands going out. And if you do, yeah. it's, like, one or two. and it's Few eh, and far between. It's yeah. few and far between, right. Um, and it's more packaged for, like, you know, the ad mat than it is the actual show. I just think kudos, though, to, to the Warp Tour. They did this past November. They did a Warp Tour cruise. Yeah. And that was awesome. You had Cartel and Starting I wanted Line. to get a part. I wanted to be a part of that so bad, but it just didn't work out for us. I got married in September, and I begged. 
my wife begged that that's our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out that way. <laughs> and I'll tell you, we had the best honeymoon ever. It was the best honeymoon ever. But in November, I'm like, I could be setting sail with starting line. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't work out that way. And I hear you. And, and now it's time for my story. And my favorite song of Hidden in Plain View ever is The Chaser. And uh, I love that song. I freaking I love that song. Love that song. And it means, it means a lot to me. <clears throat> and Warp Tour of 2000XX. Uh, I went and saw you guys, uh, obviously, and um, you were in the back of the warp Tour in like a dirt, rocky kind of ground stage. Did, people were doing the circle pit. Dirt is yep. kicking up. I and remember that. And it's amazing. And it's yep. amazing. And I met you guys before you went on for the first time ever. It was ever. late, right? We played late that Le- day. Very late yeah. in the day. Mm. Um, it was after I saw Motion City and Letter Kills mm-hmm. and all these other bands. And yes, you guys were one of the last. And this day and age. And, um, I love that band. Dude, they were so good. Yeah. Uh, they needed to be bigger than they were. Yeah, they did. They did. They definitely did. And uh, so I, I met you guys, and I had the shirt. We've talked about the shirt a little bit offline, a um, uh, little airplane on it. And when I met you guys, I had asked for all of you to sign my – I had a green piece of paper. People hand out, like, upcoming shows all the time there. And it was a green piece of paper, and I said, can you sign this John Spiderman? And he did, and it was awesome. And you came up to me, and you signed it, and you said, what's your favorite song? And I know you don't remember this, but it's okay. You said, what's your favorite song? I said, The Chaser. You get up on stage. You do your thing. When you come to The Chaser, you dedicated the song to me. Did I? This one's for Greg <laughs> in the back. Yes. And I was like. That's something I would do. <laughs> that sounds. Yeah. I mean, but that's something I would do in the moment. I don't. Yeah. That's something I planned. But, but it's it was 45 minutes later. That's the cool part. Yeah. The cool part for me being 16 was I met you guys an hour ago. I got your shirt. I got your autograph in this green piece of paper still hanging in my parents' house awesome. in my old bedroom. Uh, as a child, and I come and I see you guys, and I hear, and you like look up. You're like, me? This, this Greg? I just told him it was the chaser. This is wild, and it was. And you said this one's for Greg in the back. That exact phrase. I hope somebody has that somewhere yeah, I, recorded I that, on YouTube it, or somewhere. somewhere. But that is we. So Sam and I every week we do a top three, uh, top three whatever. And what three episodes ago might have been it was top three Warp Tour memories, and that was my number one. And that's over crowd awesome. surfing for the early November and singing with Ace into his mic. Mm-hmm. That was my number one over that. Listen, I really loved being the lead singer of a band. Um, I was really happy doing it. So, like, for me to and being enjoying myself at the time and just being enjoying talking to somebody who looks like they want to be talking to me about my music or meeting me. Mm-hmm. You know, made me spontaneously made me do something like that. Like one of the things somebody told me along the way that I I hold dearly to myself about myself. Um, I said, you know, Joe, it's weird. You're like not a band dude. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, you're like a you're like a dude in a band, not a band dude. I'm like, all right. I love that. I, I think it's positive. I, I, I love get, that. I can see yeah. where he's coming yeah. from. Yeah. I love I that. that. Like, yeah. I'm a dude in a band, not a band dude. You sure. see, like, yeah. the difference mm-hmm. in that? Like, mm-hmm. um, which I appreciate that. And to me, that is me being a dude, a dude in a, a band. band. Yeah. And it was me being a fan of a band. And that's... We, we said it before. You've you've probably felt this way too. Where you know we were talking to Serge, and we said, "What are your memories?" And he said, "I was eating a sandwich by myself, and out of the rim of my sunglasses is Jared Leto." And he comes and says, "I really love your band." And it, for him to hear that was unbelievable. And I'm sure you have that. I do. I have of, a con. I have a ton. And, and hanging out with Greg from the Bouncing Souls, um, there was a. 
one in Las Vegas. It was the July 4th show, but I think it was the 3rd. It was actually July 3rd, but it, because we had the 4th off. Um, it was like just a big party after the show in the parking lot. And I'm like kind of hanging out, and I'm, I think I'm holding a beer, and I'm just in this gigantic parking lot area. Um, fireworks are going off, and I was like, at the time, I was a little bit emotional because one of my really close friends had died a year before Jeez. on that day. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of just like looking at the fireworks and just kind of like, you know, thinking. And yeah. um, Jordan mm-hmm. from Newfound Glory comes up oh, to me, and now he knew, he knows I was a fan. He knew I was a fan. I had met him a couple of times. But he came out to sit down and hang out and talk with me. And it was just awesome. a great conversation, sitting down, hanging out with him, talking with him. I told him a lot of things that I kind of always wanted him to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that was a really special moment for me there um, just because of those guys. Um, gosh, man, the Warped Tour just kind of never stopped. It always felt like something like that. Yeah. Um, and getting on first name basis with all of the bands. 2004 Warp Tour, did you go to that one or you were yes, at the I 2005? Did. No, I went to both. Because, in my opinion, the, two, the 2004 Warp Tour was the my best favorite Warp Tour ever, the, ever, ever. The Early November was a surprise, special yeah, guest. Surprise. Yeah. surprise guest. That was my first Warp Tour. Because it was their, it was the reunion. Was it their tenure? Mm mm. Or I think it was their. Anyway, um, hands on that were like. Taking Back Sunday, yep. Newfound Glory, yep. uh, the Rocket Yellow Summer. Card. I'm just thinking the main stage, yeah, Coheed yeah. and Cambria, yep. oh, Alkaline geez. Trio, Thrice. I um, saw Thrice that yeah. for the first. Motion City, I think, was on that. Mo- one. Motion City, Fall Out Boy yep. was on. Fall Out Boy was on that. I mean, yeah, like that's a huge line. Senses Fail was yep. on it. Starting Line played shows on it. Early November played shows on it. We, we just said Under Oath from yep. first to last, like. Um, and I know I'm missing some. Bouncing Souls were on it, um, which was huge but for me. But just off that lineup alone yeah, is insane. Like, it's a dream lineup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that today. Yeah. Um, Story of the Year was on oh it. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, it was crazy. That show That show was nuts. That show was nuts. Oh, My Chemical Romance was on it, and they weren't even a main stage act then. Um, and neither was Fall Out Boy. People still beg for Mike yeah. Kim to come back. Yeah. yeah. So, and Fall Out Boy's coming out with a new record, I think, next year. Yeah, I think it, it Mania, I believe it's called. Uh, you did what? I want to say 2015, wasn't it? 2015 was the, 2014 maybe, was the uh, Life and Dreaming 10 year tour. Uh, 14 or 15? Yes, 15. 15. Mm-hmm. And you played the Trocadero upstairs, beautifully intimate venue. I'm talking the. Smaller than the room we're in now. Yeah. It's a very narrow hallway, basically. Yeah. And my buddy Ryan and I went to it. Ryan Popejoy and I went to it. And he had never heard of your band. And he is, he's, in a, he's a drummer. He's a, he loves music, any kind of music. So at any time I need a friend to go to a show, my first text is Sam. My second one's Ryan. Ryan will always say yes. So I knew I had somebody to go with. And I, I said, maybe about a month before, I said, Ryan, you really want to start listening to him in plain view. Here's some songs. Starts listening to him. He loved Resolution, loved awesome. Life and Dreaming. And uh, it was his first kind of look into the band. We go, and again, I wouldn't say I had such an intimately uh, emotional moment. <laughs> but what was your – how did that come to be? How did the 10-year tour, I guess, uh, materialize itself? We were just ha- – like, we did that show. And then we looked at each other the second we got off that the stage at the TL, TLA in 2013. We were, this just can't be the last one. We have to do this more. Yeah. That was just way too much fun. We played one more show in 2014. And then in 2015, we geared up to do the reunion stuff. We wanted to do a couple string string of things. Um, 
so really it kind of revolved around that and we did the Philly show we did the New York show and the LA show and then we went to the UK and did like six um they were all great yeah. they were all fun um it was tricky because Spencer could only last minute we found out he could he had to miss um two of the shows and he almost missed the entire UK run Jeez. so we had to get a fill in um Chris Camarada I don't know if you know him He's playing for for Dashboard right now. That guy can shred drums. Um, so that worked out. He actually was the drummer at that show. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, how did it come about? We just wanted to do more shows, and the anniversary thing seemed to be things that people liked to go to. They're a thing now. Yeah. Think about Armor for Sleep, 10 year we saw them. Yeah. Academy is, you guys, early November. It's fun. Movie it's life, nostalgic. It's like you yep. people, you know, look – you're not getting me off the couch that much these days. Like, I mean, and <laughs> I'm not even brewing saying beer, like the couch. Do what you do full time. But I mean, I'm just busy. Sure, I got yeah. like stuff going on. I'm not yeah. even on the couch. Like, yeah. um, so to get me out to a show, it's got to be special, yeah. right? So you make it special, however you need to make it special. Yeah. And that was one of the ways we did it. And then we could play. You know, we all love that album. We all adore that album. We loved making that album. Um, we loved writing that album. It was probably one of the coolest experiences of my life. Um, definitely a top five. It's arguably the best critically acclaimed album as well, and probably the most popular album. For us? Say, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but for good reason. That record's awesome. It kicks ass. I love Ashes that Ashes. album. Yeah. It's one of my favorite yeah. songs it's of all time. It's dynamic and diverse, and um, it sonically sounds great. And I just, you know, there's vocals on there that, I'm a vocals guy, like, just because I'm a singer. No, you don't say. Yeah, yeah I mean, just because I'm a singer, but I'm a sucker for good vocals. When good vocals come out, I'm gonna love yeah. it, you know, and uh, I love the way the vocals came out on that. But um, what's what, your favorite song off that record? Hard to say. Uh, let me see. Let me. Think. I would. I, I would just Garden argue. Statement. Garden statement. Yeah, I would argue a minor that's detail. That's my favorite. A minor, really? Minor detail, Prop and it's not even close. close. Yeah, not, not, even not close. up there for me. Not even really. I mean, not that's up, kind not of top five. It's for on me. the back nine. Wow. It's on the back it's nine. It's probably on the back nine. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I do love that song. Don't get me wrong. I I mean, it's on one of my favorite albums ever. But, um, I, because I think it's because you open with just you, and that's not like oh yeah, not to, to to kiss it against you. I'm just saying I like songs that start different, and when you just start with just vocals, step yeah. up to just just you. I love that because it gets you ready for what's about to happen. Because you know that when you're done saying that line, it's I'm going to get second music. song. I'm going to get punched. Second in the track on the album, right? Third, third. It's bleed for you, ashes, ashes, right. and then my. I knew it came after ashes, ashes, yeah. Yeah. and it just kicks you right in the throat after that. And I love <laughs> that feeling of. Because when you're in the car, we all yeah. do it. Sing in the shower, sing in the car, and you listen to that song in the car. That is a perfect. I'm on the highway, going 65. Step up to the place, <laughs> and then the music just hits. That's awesome, that, and that's why I love that song um, very, very much. But I do love that song. We'll start to like it more because that's disheartening. <laughs> no, I do. I love that song. I do love that song. I think that that song um, was one that just got. We played all the time. I believe it. Um, you just heard it so yeah. many times. So like, yeah, it, it just it. doesn't sound the same to me as it does to you, probably. I don't sure. know. I do love that song. Don't get me wrong. Not a song on that album I don't truly adore. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably Garden Statement and then Ashes, Ashes. Oh man, jeez. Now, are th- are there any plans down the line <clears throat> to you know do a look a little? We're look. We're stuck in the middle of an album. Yeah. Um, and when I say stuck, it's just because, like I said, we all got stuff going. Yeah. On. We yeah. all got like so much. Um, Rob just moved studios too, so that kind of helped held us up. And he broke his wrist. Oh, um, yeah. So 
look, New Year, we got to finish about six more songs, and then we'll be figuring out a way to get that out. Now, is there, like, you guys rush for time, or you guys can take all the time you need? I don't or? think we have any reason to rush yeah. right now. Like, um, you know, we did the Animal EP. I don't know how many people knew that even yeah. came out. Um, what was it like to, to record that, by the way? Awesome. Yeah. It was the same thing. It was just, like, jumping back behind the, the microphone with, with Bob. I yeah. mean, like, and we wrote that as a band. Now, the thing was... Um, Spencer was definitely much still playing and writing music with us when we wrote those songs. And half of this new one is Spencer. Okay. Um, and Spencer's still definitely, you know, technically, I guess, an honorary member of the band, yeah. but he's just had to move on and do his thing. Yeah. He's on the West Coast. We can't, he can't be here. Um, and we have Mike Lees as our drummer now. Mike's fantastic. He's fit right in. He's been a great guy. Um, we've been able to rely on him. So he's our drummer. Mike's our drummer. Um, and we kind of moved on from Mike as well. So we have Dave now. And the beautiful thing about this is um, Mike and Dave rent Bob's studio and record bands when oh, Bob's cool. not doing it. So when they get together to track stuff or write stuff, um, like Bob could be doing one thing and Dave would be tracking his doing own guitar. Else. You know, like okay. tracking his own guitar. Yeah. So putting it, laying it down and Mike could be doing and miking something. So it's all very efficient. Yeah. <laughs> really like um, smooth, uh, which is really awesome. Yeah. But really awesome. No, and, and it helps that you guys are all local. Yeah. So that's, that's Well, awesome. I'm the furthest away. So I'm the one that's got to drive two hours to get to them. Yeah, um, but that's a, that's, a, that's a welcome ride though. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was just downstairs real quick. I had to step away, and I went up to come up the steps, and the woman, shout out to the Sterling Pig for this one. She said, you're not allowed upstairs. There's an interview going on. And I was oh, like, that's, that's my interview. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> They'll be bringing us another flight. Yeah, the Sterling Pig definitely deserves some shout outs. Yeah, they are fantastic. Um, we walked nothing, in. Nothing but pleasant. Everyone we walked in, to. and it smelled amazing, and clearly I like food. Uh, <laughs> so, so we should plug them, right? So they got like a wood-burning pizza yeah, oven sure downstairs. Do. They have some sick barbecue here. Uh, that's, um, so I'm probably going to get some to go. Yeah. Home. yeah, yeah so the barbecue probably, is awesome. So good. Good. Upstairs. Um, <laughs> I kind of wanted to stay down there. It's like, and even like you guys, the, you guys talk. Even their like um, their wings, their wings are like you had to say smoked that. first, you had and to say then it. smothered with delicious stuff. <laughs> this um, place is awesome. This place is good. You know, I honestly, I don't, I don't say this just because they were kind enough to have us here. I would drive forty minutes to to come here. Oh, I would drive. Look, I'm a little you know you mentioned yourself. Iron Hill before, yeah, but I don't go there. I come here. Like that's that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's high praise. Yeah. That's high praise. I, yeah, I mean, not to knock them, I'm not knocking nope. them. This I've, is just much more my kind of speed. My, so, my so what you're saying is, my brother should have gotten me a twenty-five dollar gift card <laughs> here, <laughs> not to Iron Hill for my for, for Christmas. Yeah. That's fine. That's awesome. Uh, I apologize that I I had to step away for just a second. Um, so I I'm sorry if this wasn't asked already, but um, you guys were able to after the reunion tour. You, I mean. It, might have been right around the same time of the reunion tour. You were able to release a three-song EP through Rise. Yes, yeah, we just talked. Yeah, we, we were just talking about, about it. it. Yeah, it was it was on Rise, and um, those guys. I would love for them to take whatever our next endeavor is. Mm -hmm. um, I just haven't talked to them about it yet. We're not really ready to start talking about that yet. Yeah. Um, we we got six songs to go, but Rise was really great, really easy to handle. Um, look, you got to be really careful who you trust <clears throat> um but the people over there were really kind really nice um what well, we we didn't even sign a deal mm -hmm. we just basically wrote an agreement on email we didn't sign anything we just wrote yet yeah, we agreed to this um you know yeah. 
and just both held up our ends of the bargain mm -hmm. as best as we could, I think, on their end so that if it worked out, we would want to come back. And then same on our end that if we worked out, we would want them yeah. to want us back. Um, so, yeah, Rise was great. So whenever I hear that, that, uh, that AP, Hunting the Hunter, when it comes on, it has that slow build. Mm -hmm. Have you ever, you know, if, if and when shows happen again, that is the song to me in my head for a new generation, a new wave of Hidden Plain View fans. That's the song to start with because here, and here's why. As that's happening, you elongate it a couple minutes, and that's what you all walk out to. It's like the perfect intro. I love that song. It's so, so good. I love, that song. It's I love so all good. three of those songs. That's my favorite song on, the, on that EP, it though. Is. And it's, and it's, that's, it's Me such too. a good song. I agree. That's my favorite song on there, too. What, what was the inspiration behind it? I have to, you know, I just ask Rob. Is that the wrong guy? <laughs> I'll shoot him an email. Like, um, I know his no, information. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't even know. I know he, I know there's the meanings of some of the lyrics in there. Sure. But um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't share it. I would leave it. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask you. I wouldn't yeah, ask you to share it. We'll um, leave it. We'll leave it where it needs to be. Well, ju just know that what, if and when there's an extra, you know that we'll be there. That, that's just yeah. you know. I mean, we will do more shows. Yeah. Um, we're just being really selective with it. We don't want to just continue playing the same songs over and over. We would like right. to finish an album. Yeah. Um, you know, it's weird with the rise, the rise EP that we put out, the Animal EP. It just uh, like I was, I said to Sam, I don't know how many people know about yeah. it or heard about it still that we're huge and playing view fans because every once in a while I'll get a tweet or I'll get something on Facebook didn't even know you guys put out new music it's like well it's new to you <laughs> enjoy um, <laughs> now, 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 now do you use like Instagram or Twitter or Facebook more now for posts or stuff like that just to keep people informed um, I think we've kind of just really fallen off with content like okay. you know there's really not any reason for us to make it up Yeah, um, we're not like a full-time band, right? Um, Out of nowhere, hey, what's your hidden play favorite hidden plain view song? Right, to get yeah. It. I hear yeah, it. I hear just you. post to post. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I'd rather go away and then come back come when back. it's okay. relevant. You know what yeah. I mean? That's good stuff. Um, but I, that's just kind of how we're doing this naturally. You know, I've got a day job. I got a full-time job, mm -hmm. and so does everyone else. And um, you know, luckily mine allows me to be able to to take some time off and do this. Okay. So. Uh, so that we could be a part-time band if that's a thing. Do you know sure, what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it's good because you – shout-out to, to one of my coworkers who we do a lot of interviews together, and he asked this interview question to our candidates, hey, do you play golf? And whatever the candidate says, and he, I guess he, he hopes the candidate says yes, but the candidate, whatever, they say yes or no. And, and he says, do you know what a mulligan is? And the candidate all the time, yeah, I know what it is. And if you don't know, Mulligan's a do-over. And I like to flip that question. And he says, if you had one career Mulligan, what would it be? Well, I like to flip that around on you as opposed to what would you do over? What are you the most proud of? And we'll kind of keep it to bands, EPs, LPs that you've released. Out of the things that you've released, what are you most proud of? A hidden in Plain View releases? Yeah. Life and Dreaming. Yeah. Just not even a contest. Mm -hmm. um, Resolution was really tough moment in our career so listening to that album at moments is really hard for me yeah. but also at other times like incredibly rewarding and anything life and dreaming touched i felt like was just great yeah. um from the moment we we recorded that in santa monica california on fourth street um right behind the promenade in santa monica it was a gorgeous place we stayed on the water i walked to work every i walked to work was it work i walked to recording every day awesome. um it just was awesome working with Jim Wirt um, and making a real album. And the way it came out, 
and then touring on it, playing those songs, yeah, Life and Dreaming, and it was by far. We are a nerdy podcast, so we want to touch on movies, TV, and potentially gaming with you. But my last music question before I throw it to Sam with any other music questions or yourself is: When did you get the haircut? What year well, did you? What year did, did I you, go short? Yeah. What year? Did All you right. Go so short? I went short, and then I went long again. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't remember the long again um, part. Yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't playing. I just missed my long hair. Um, <laughs> it was definitely there. It was. Where did I over cut it? I guess that was like '06. I cut it because we took a couple promo photos before the band broke up, and my hair short in them. Mm. Um, and then, I guess I grew it back out in like 2011 or 12, mm. longer than it was before. But the problem really? was, like, you know, I was going to work. And so I kind of had to wash my hair more than I did when I was on tour. So it never really laid the same and looked as awesome as it did when I was on tour. Because <laughs> so when I was on tour... You had to prepare and stuff like no, that. No, on tour, I just... I never washed it. I just... <laughs> it was always this That's perfect consistency <laughs> of grease and dirt. And cl- it, Sweat. It would yeah. lock up all nice and curl and like... It just never did that. It had <laughs> too much shampoo. It was a bad thing for long hair. That's awesome. <laughs> I do miss it, though. So I guess for just for my, my last question, just for, for music, like it, if and when you guys do tour, if you could choose one band to have with you, ah. who do you choose? Ooh, wow. To tour with? Wow. Hmm. That's one, too. He's not yeah, just one. That's why room. I said just one. Okay, any band in the world or, like, bands from, like, like a, like a possible answer? Yeah, po- po- yeah. Right. that would possibly come with this. So the early November tours shows we just did were so great. Back in January? That was so fun. Um, so I can't see them. But shout out to those guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, if there's two, you're, 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 you get that one. <laughs> yeah. Those guys have just always been so real for us, so good to us, and f- as buddies and bandmate, uh, yeah. label mates. Ace is um, actually kind and enough. And their music is great. Yeah, Ace is actually kind enough in February. We're going there to do an interview with Ace and Nick Brzezzi of Man Overboard in the studio. Oh, In awesome. the Lumberyard. Yeah. So we're really excited about that. I know, those guys. All the success to those guys. Yeah. Um, good question. It's not that easy. I, I figured it'd make it a little tough for you. Does um, no one get upset if he doesn't pick you? Know, no hard feelings. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Stephanie and Richard are listening <laughs> to this right now. I don't know. I like that answer, though don't know that means he's had a lot of i mean it's tough because i know there's just so many friends or hold on hold on i'll throw it back to you while he's thinking if you could have one show to go to with only one band now that's a possibility yeah take that one no if that again i would probably go with well because early i would always say early november because i i love them but i would like to see like a cartel or like a starting line type of i think it would be great so starting line does do their holiday show Mm -hmm. You know, they they said they were coming out with a new record. They came out with an EP a couple of years ago, two years ago. I mean, to me, it's it's, it's a win win for me. Will, Will way. Q of Cartel wrote my wife a song for Christmas two hmm. last year. Wrote a song. We we were going to use it on our wedding, but we ended up not doing it. That's that. pretty special. It was very special. It's a beautiful song. Um, I don't know if I could just come. Just pick like, one. Up yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's fair. Like you know the whole like uh, you know top five. You know. Uh, yeah. What's the What's the movie I'm thinking of? And it's not coming to my. This is typical Joe Rio. I forget. Okay, well, how's top three? High fidelity. How, High fidelity. How's that? Okay. Yeah, so um, I, I just would have to dwell on my top five a little longer okay. than, than okay, John no Cusack. Problem. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Maybe we'll get the answer down the road a little bit. We'll, we'll yeah. see. Uh, so, all right. Um, so movies. TV. TV was good this year. TV was good this year. Before we even kick it to that, do you have anything you kind of want to end on or say 
to the people that listen to you, the people that haven't yet that will from this interview, to the people that have said, I wish there was a band that filled this need that you guys have filled to the, your fans that have seen your shows. Anything you want to just end on before we do transition? No, look, um, I've just been incredibly humbled. Um, you know, even when the band when the band broke up and I kind of didn't have anything left in my bank account, anything to my name at all, like I just was... Um, and even then in a really rough place, but uh, I bounced it all back. I didn't stay there in that slump long. Um, just an incredibly humble person. You know, I'm happy to have had that experience and those experiences. I think it's driven me to do a lot of things since um, that have all, knock on wood, been good. Um, so to them, look, it's music. It's just a, it's a special thing. We do it to connect we do it to feel good we do it to get through tough times and um if that's why you listen to music you might like hidden in plain view yeah yeah awesome transitioning into movies <laughs> yeah. uh, i think the easy question is what are some favorite films of all time and i guess i can ask it but also some films such as the the question that we talked about or the, the story we talked about earlier where sometimes you just get there are moments in music in film in whatever where you're listening or watching and the hair in your arm stands up and you just kind of freeze and you feel like that and I felt that way after a couple shows in my life a couple movies I felt that way after the United States hockey team in 1980 beat the, uh, the, the USSR uh, I wasn't alive but still <laughs> I heard about it uh, <laughs> um, what are some films that have you know looking back on them even some some films that have just meant to you a lot people ask me all the time what's your favorite movie when I say that thing you do followed by Empire Records mm-hmm. followed by The Room they'd say why why and what the hell? Yeah, that's the three things they say to me. Yeah. Good movies. I wouldn't pick my favorite, uh, but that's the thing. But they're, they're I did favorite. love that thing you do, especially from the band perspective. Sure, I agree um, with that. Yeah, it's a great movie. And, and Empire from Records is classic. It's classic. Liv Tyler um, is phenomenal in that. But what are some movies that similarly like you love, but maybe they're not super so, critically acclaimed? Yeah. All right. So I'm like a big. I don't, and I'm not even really a movie guy anymore, but I do love Guillermo del Toro. Sure, of course. Um, so like the, yeah, these like Pan's Labyrinth was huge. That's a, um, that's a weird one. Um, that was a weird. Yeah, that was, was big. I was seeing that like, these kinds least. of twists and turns yeah. in movies that are in the imagery that just kind of take you through something unique. Um, Do you see the trailer for his most recent one? I saw the trailer. It didn't grab me, and I heard some. It's got great reviews. Really, I heard mixed reviews. It's like that reptilian creature. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Shape yeah. of Water. Shape of Water. It's, yeah. it's getting very good yeah. reviews. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested, but I don't know if I'm interested enough to go to the theaters. Like, that might be like a, an on-demand There's a line. screenshot of a merman hugging a human, and I think that's where I drew the line. But apparently it's like a beautiful film. Somebody said, don't take your mom to go see it. Yeah, I, but I, I, I heard some things. See, I heard it was – so some, one of the reviews that I heard – said it was trying too hard to be Pan's Labyrinth-esque and I was my worry when yeah. I heard about this movie so um, I'm hoping it's wrong yeah. of course I'm going to probably like it yeah. um, I don't know some movies that I truly I can't pick a favorite movie favorite, favorite movies for me when I was like a young adult were like Braveheart <laughs> Like yeah, <laughs> it's a like, good movie. Right? It's a good it's movie. like when I was like, yeah. you really know Tommy Boy? I loved Tom, Dumb and Dumber. Classic. Tommy Boy, we quote. We I'm on a hockey team, and every Tuesday night, shout out to the to the Ducks. We quote Tommy Boy to get ready in the locker of room. Of course, every week. That's you, what I, I think do. you have to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Someone messes up, like getting their equipment ready. Oh, could have done without that. Seriously, <laughs> what is that? A pine tree? <laughs> what is that? A pine tree? Uh, um, say a taxi cab air freshener. That really I loved, and I just re- re- like. For my brother to watch it, Life is Beautiful. Have you ever seen it? Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, that movie is great. Yeah. So these kinds of movies, like something smart, 
something with great acting, almost imagery. Famous. Yeah, almost famous great movie. Yeah, yeah almost great movie. movie. Um, but I don't know. Movies are like books. They're like you can't pick a favorite. Yeah. they're just constantly replacing each, yeah. each like each other. Are you a big reader? Um, I am when I'm not. I haven't read anything for pleasure in a long time. I've been yeah. reading for like work. Sure. Like yeah. Uh, um, oh, I was. I'm, I myself. I'm trying to think of like one of my favorite movies. It's like I. I it goes like like categorized like comedy. Like I would say like Wedding Crashers right now is like my favorite. I don't know yeah. why The Dark Knight I consider like one of my favorite movies. Okay. So it's just like it's tough. It's tough to pick them. There's so yeah. many. You know. When we were what 13, I bought you Gone in 60 Seconds for Christmas. I still I still love that movie. That, nice. Honestly, that was like my top 10 movie. Yeah. I can quote like every damn the, life. I, right I also bought you The Italian Job. What did you get me for Christmas when we were kids? Nothing. I don't remember. Because I'm a better friend. Maybe 1080 snowboarding. <laughs> 1080 snowboarding for Nintendo 64. <laughs> now we're talking. What about TV shows? You had mentioned a couple minutes ago. TV's in a TV good spot. Was, it's yeah. in a good spot. TV, great so... Spot. It's in a great... You're right. It's probably, I don't watch that much because I'm a dad, so... But it's arguably in a better spot right now than movies are. Yeah. From a mainstream perspective. Absolutely. We've probably 100%. mentioned... We've mentioned Breaking Bad. We've mentioned Stranger Things. We've mentioned more TV in this kind of interview than we did movies. It's because it's, it's easier, especially yeah. with the Netflixes of the world. Well, yeah. I, mean, I just actually, two nights ago... Christmas Eve, after Santa came, um, my wife and I sat down and finished, finally finished The Handmaid's Tale, which was mm. awesome. Did you see that yet? Mm-hmm. I heard, I heard okay. good things, but I, I haven't seen it myself. Yeah, seen well, it. Okay. It's like it, I don't know. What's right. it on? So it's like an, it's on Hulu. Okay. Yeah, so we don't have like, Hulu, so. Yeah. yeah. All there right. You go. Um, That'll end that one right there. <laughs> just look up like a free week or something and just binge <laughs> I it. I have an opportunity yeah. to well, get a free like month. Three, yeah. days. Get yeah. a free month and then just binge it. Hey, Hulu. Yeah. I need a free month. Hook <laughs> <laughs> um, You said, were, were you a big Game of Thrones fan? Huge, yeah. but I was also like a um, you like, the a books? Book re- like a book yeah. reader yeah. as the show was coming. So, um, so I approached it very purist, just like I did yeah. Lord of the Rings, just like I did, yeah. like you know. So I'm like, don't mess this up, <laughs> you know. And they didn't mess uh-huh. it up. There are moments as we I mean, are trying to cram you know, it, the yeah. ending in. I think that yeah. I'm like, ah. Well, the, okay. the, again, there's only six episodes left for the last right. season. And, they said, and we've now surpassed the books, which I just don't know how I feel about that. For a while. And, yeah. and yeah. the content was better when it matched the books. Yeah. And there's the still two more better. books coming out in the, the series. Cat, so. yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, he's George God Martin. willing. Hey, God don't, willing. Don't, don't, do that, don't do it. Don't God say willing. it. God willing. God willing. Don't say it. They're written, I guarantee it. They're just probably not edited. Oh, I'm sure. Like, it is 2,000 book yeah. saga. If Game of Thrones ends, how do you want it to end? Well, I mean, when Game of Thrones ends. I really don't know. I hope it's not one of these terrible, you know, conspiracy theories on the internet that I'm always... Yeah, I'm I, want, I just want the White Walkers to win. Yeah? Yeah. There, there was a theory that they're the good guys. That actually... I didn't read the, that theory. That they were there first and... and oh, yeah, okay. Kind of why that actually it makes brand They're story. the good guys. Story yeah. of America. They're yeah. just actually defending their territory. That's smart. They're though. coming... Yeah. Um, I just want... If you really think about it, if we were to leave the Sterling Pig here in Media, Pennsylvania, and we walk outside, and all of a sudden it's, everything turns to ice, and there's an army of dead horses with guys with ice spears and flying dragons with blue fire, we're not winning. No. <laughs> I'm getting in my car, and I'm blowing every red light. I really don't know how they can win. Like, I don't know how the Seven Kingdoms can win. No. no. Really and that's know. And if it comes down to two dragons and Jon Snow and, and, and Tyrion Lannister, I'm going to be kind of pissed about it. Now, it stinks because I want Tyrion to, to, to live. I want him to, to make it through. I don't want to see Peter Dinklage go off that show. I want to see how badass Daenerys can be. Mm-hmm. I just don't, just don't see how the I don't the think there needs to be three riders. I don't think there needs to be three riders at all. I think it can just be Danny. Yeah. 
I, I, I can see that. So what happens if you see Kid Harrington on the back of a dragon? Okay, I'll go with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anything that guy does is pretty awesome. Yeah. Did you watch Gunpowder? <laughs> Did you watch Gunpowder? No, I haven't yet. No, I'm started Mindhunter. Oh, so oh, I've heard so many things, things on Netflix. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm hooked. I'm like yeah. two episodes in. I'm like, oh, okay. It was recently renewed for a new season. We talked really? about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, so you have something to look forward to. I've heard a lot of good things about yeah. that. I've heard a lot of good things about Godless as well. Yeah, Godless. Uh, Woody sounds... Harrelson and Western, where only women are there. It's only oh, no, women. I didn't hear that. Yeah, though. apparently that's oh. really good. Gotta uh, try Woody The Handmaid's Harrelson. Tale. The Handmaid's Tale is like very dark and like the leftovers kind of way. Sure, I like the leftovers. Yeah, yeah. depressing, right? Yeah. So this is depressing, but. It's like an adaptation of the, I guess, the Holocaust. I guess you can compare it to, but it's not Nazi Germany. Yeah, okay. It's like, you know, the United States gets divvied up, um, overthrown. There's a new society um, where women are, like, are used as handmaids just for having babies. Mm. Just for, like, so, yeah, yeah, so they're totally mistreated, and it's just... Um, See, it's like, like be scary yeah. and depressing, but very just really good. It's just really good, um, and kind of like, yeah. Now, are you like a Stranger Things guy? Stranger Things was great. Did you see Dark? No, it's the. I won't call it. I won't call it the German Stranger Things. Well, I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. But everybody else is, mm-hmm. and it's it's the same kind of. It's German, so it's in German. They dub over the German in English, so it definitely does not match the up. Subtitles. I would rather just yep. the subtitles, uh, especially if done well. I don't just want yellow text at the bottom of a screen. I like what um, Quentin Tarantino does with subtitles, especially in Inglorious Bastards. But uh, Dark, uh, we we made it about. We made it halfway through the first episode and while I think that the story is there we couldn't get over the dubbing we just yeah. couldn't do it and we, that would, just it's like it a badly subtitles. drawn anime and, yeah. we could, and we just couldn't we just couldn't get past it but I can tell there's some good substance there apparently it's twisted it's, it makes you think and I like I like shows like that I like shows that just that just make you think yeah. outside of I, you know everybody loves mindless entertainment love shameless who doesn't love shameless yeah. like, <laughs> you know but uh, there's there's that. What about gaming? Are you a gamer at all? I mean, I I'm sure don't. maybe back in the day. I yeah, back in the day. Father. I used to. The last video game I bought was NHL 2014. All right. Okay. I just beat, I just beat my nephew in NHL 17 yesterday. So, Shout out to, to, to really uh, play Sean. much. I yeah. mean. I've got an old Xbox collecting dust. I don't really <laughs> just can't find time. I would love to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if I'm playing a video game, it's like one in, one in the morning and everyone's sleeping. Yeah, that's. I mean, I wake up early. I'm a four or five a.m. kind of guy. Um, that's when I get it in. That's when I get the gaming in. Is I have a Nintendo Switch. I can take it off and handheld play whatever. I'm a Nintendo guy. Legend of Zelda, Super Mario, Mega Man. It's like that's oh, my yeah. stuff. I was but, ultimate when I was younger. Yeah. I think we all stop. were. Yeah. I, I just, stopped. I just yeah. never stopped. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's, never stopped. That's my problem. No, but, trust me. I don't. You know. Gaming's all. Gaming is fun. It's just a lot of stuff I don't understand, um, like Warcraft or don't do it. That's no, a whole, that's a whole world. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get into world. world. I don't get. Don't it. get it. There's that um, Diablo, that whole bit. Yeah. yeah, I just don't do it. League of Legends is big. I don't. I don't do it. Actually, there's one more TV show that I just want to bring up before we actually wrap. Is uh, it's on Amazon Prime? Did you ever hear of a show called Red Oaks? I think I've heard of it. It's fantastic. It's a half-hour comedy. Um, I've mentioned it on the podcast. It is. It's. We're gonna do our top three uh, this coming weekend for our favorite TV shows here. Spoiler alert, to everybody! It's gonna be my number one in, in TV shows that I've seen in 2017. Awesome, Red Oak. It, it's so good. It's about a a kid who is uh, 18, 19 years old. He's an assistant tennis pro at a uh, like Cherry Hill, New Jersey country club, and uh, he's, it's just his story of growing up, and it's. 
unbelievably funny and fantastic, and the performances are great. And uh, it's it's only got three seasons, twenty six episodes. You can do it really quick in a half hour if you have the time. And you're and I would recommend watching it with your wife. Um, definitely not your definitely not your kids, uh, but it's super good. It's intelligent. It makes sense, and it's got an ending that doesn't disappoint you. And that's what nice. I, that's what's important to me. You invest all this time in a show, dude. Ending. Speaking of ending. terrible endings, I'm like I bought into like Vikings. Early on, yeah, I, mean, I didn't start yet. Oh, this could be my reason of not starting. It this last season's just starting, and I'm so freaking bored of it. Thank already. God I didn't start watching it. I'm so bored of it. What about The Walking Dead? Do you watch? That? No, I Thank never you. did it. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Um, we it, were... I did it, and then I tried it again, and it just kind of ended up being the same adaptation of the same show over. Yes, and, over and I over say it every every. It's the worst show yeah. I watch. Yeah, I just watch it because I'm I'm invested all this time in it, but don't don't watch it. Same I gave time. up. I gave up four seasons in, and I think we're on eight now. So yeah, I've, I've missed it the last four years. Yeah, you're but, all right. So, Joe, thank you yeah. so much for taking the time. Well, we we weren't, ran a little over what, yeah. what we projected. So no I, apo- I apologize no for worries. that. But uh, thank you so much for coming out to the show. Um, we really appreciate it. Sam, thank you for coming. And thank you to everybody for listening. This has been the bonus episode of We Podcast and We Know Things. Before we depart, Joe, any last words? No, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I had a fun time. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you to the Sterling Pig. Yep. In yeah. media. In media. Pennsylvania. Thank you to everybody listening to this episode. We'll be back this Saturday with episode 71. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. Let's see if Greg gets emotional on the ride home. <laughs>